folks. What the hell are you doing out there today, baby? Welcome back to episode number seven of Live and Five. I am your co-host, DJ Swish from 93.1 The Fella, joined as always by my co-host and partner in crime, Gage Azo, and our producer, Jackie Ferda Mason, brought to you always by 10K Takes and Butter Golf. Butter Golf is the official sponsor of Live and Five. Head over to butter.golf for all your lifestyle and golf needs. And folks, before we get to our guests today, just kind of off the top of the key here, Son went off, our live show next week, next Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central Standard. We're going live from Joe Black's Bar in downtown Grand Forks. Fellas, I can't wait to get up there. Special guest featuring the Heat Daddy on Twitter, who is one of the biggest personalities in all of hockey. And ex-alumni, you know, special guest, Tony Herkus, joining the fellas. We are still lining up someone from the University of Minnesota, a golden gopher, to be so brave and kind to step up on stage and probably get carved up a little bit. So, folks, again, that is Joe Black's Bar next Saturday, October 21st, a soft 2.30, so... Fellas, Jordan, who's Jordan? Who's helping us out with that? You know, uh, who's who's kind of helping us out on the back end, giving us a little coin to, you know, f- yeah. So to, yeah, we, I mean, you know, we can't take care of the equipment. Thank our sponsors. Yeah. That's a great point, Azo. Um, we have Odyssey Construction, who is basically, I mean, Jesus was a carpenter. Shout out Clint Warby. He's a carpenter. You know, cut from the same mold, same fabric as the big man up top. So that's a local company. I actually worked for Odyssey Construction in the summers. And I was spending those summers, those beautiful, hot, muggy summers up in Grand Forks, North Dakota, sweating it out with the boys working out. So, yeah, uh, he's a dear friend of the show, basically like an uncle, you know, not blood related, but an uncle to me. And as well as Red Pepper going to be joining us, uh, partnering up. I believe they're going to do some sort of T-shirt giveaways, maybe have some food if we can kind of allow that. And Joe Blacks, we'll have to talk to the staff. That is not confirmed per Darren, but we got Red Pepper on board. Odyssey Construction, Butter Golf, Mini Movers. Azo, I can't wait to get up there. But before we kind of get to that and next week, what's up, man? How we doing? How you living? I feel like we talk, we're talking every day now. It's like we're back in the locker room at UND. You know, <laughs> hey, fellow, how we doing? Hey, pass me the clear, fellow. Hey, what's up? You know, did you, yeah, did you, yeah. did you slide that one in last night? Did you, hey, I left you off. Do you, you tap that in? What's <laughs> up, fellow? How we doing? What'd you do last night, man? I don't know. Yeah. Fucking went to bed. I, I fucking saw you at 10 p.m. last night and I yeah. left your house. Yeah, no, it's uh, same old shit, you know, same old shit. But we're coming up on the weekend. We've got a Thursday here. Um, you know what? Thursdays during football season all time, you know, you got the football game and before you know it, you go to bed and then you're fucking waking up on a goddamn Friday and it's Friday all over again. And you know, those are the days we live for, folks. That those are the days we live for. Are you doing anything this weekend? Are we? Are we? Is it a scheduled off weekend? What is Azo's weekend shaping up to be mid October? Are you staying around the general Twin Cities area, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'll be around the Twin Cities area. I will be taking the weekend off. Um, you know, I think I've already got an apple orchard trip scheduled with my girlfriend. You know, putting in some brownie points there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I gotta be a professional. Get the sober activities this, dialed in. Yep, I, I gotta get it. I gotta. I gotta be a professional this weekend, because um, because I'm coming in full steam to Grand Forks, man. 
Oh. I, I'm I'm going in there hot. Um, I'm going to be feeling good. It. I'm going to earn it. I'm going to feel like I've earned it when I get there. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're fucking, we're going when we get there. Oh, you're going full Willie Beeman, Beeman steaming, coming off the top rope, RKO. Yes, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait to get up there. I can't believe it's already next weekend. So that'll be a, a full Dukes of Hazard, you know, just pedal to the goddamn floor and, you know, grip and rip. So can't wait. Mace, what's up with you, bro? Looks like your weekend might be already starting, or is it just a scheduled Thursday in October where, hey, we got to celebrate a dude's birthday and let's get over, let's get the jungle juice going, let's maybe shoot some beer pong, see where it goes. You know, it's been a it's been a long week. You know, a lot of grinding, a lot of a lot of hours for work since it was month end. So, you know, we're just starting the weekend a little early. You know, one of my buddies got a birthday, so uh, we're assembling the platoon and getting down to business. So. Yeah, might feel a little stung tomorrow morning during work, but, you know, sometimes you got to take one for the team. Well, sometimes, Mace, you got to be able to play guilty, too. You know, that's a part of, about being a good professional. Like, you got to be able to have 8 to 12 and then get up and do the job because if you can't, someone else will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what college trained me for. 100%. Nothing like a Thursday calling the fellows over and say, hey, you know, we got to – this is a scheduled one here. You know, you got to bring your best on a Thursday and we'll see what kind of goes into it. And, hey – if you roll it around with, you know, a Friday, Saturday, now again, that's a three and three, only legal in the American Hockey League and the Eastern League. So we'll stay tuned on that, Mace. Um, sounds like a nice little evening. Um, myself, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to be a professional like Ozzy. Not going to lie, I kind of slid into one last night. You know, it was at the Diamondbacks. So, was, so yeah, obviously playoff baseball is going on. And, you know, I was there's games going on over here and kind of all over, but the Diamondbacks, they're in the playoffs. They're playing the Dodgers. It's game three. They have a chance to sweep. They have a chance to, you know, advance to the next round and probably play the Phillies, but who knows what that series Phillies Braves going on. But man, like there's nothing better than getting a rally towel at the door. You just get consumed by it. You step in, you're like, I wasn't thinking about drinking tonight, but then all of a sudden they go four home runs in one inning. And that's never happened before (laughs) in any fucking playoff game ever. So it's like, you give me no choice. Of course, I'm going to get another Kona big wave. Now that now I've had six, now I'm at seven. It's like, Jesus Christ, they can sneak up on you so fast. And that atmosphere is just electric, especially when you have an inning like that. I mean, that third inning, Ozzy, D-backs step up, you know, they're, they're feeling pretty good. They're up to nothing in the series. They haven't lost a playoff game yet. And then their ninth hitter, Perdomo or Perdomo, their ninth hitter, he goes yard. He was hitting like 178 all series, all playoff. And then Marte, and then Walker, and then this Moreno guy steps up. He hits one foul, like barely foul, but a home run, like just over the right field wall. And it kind of just tails right at the last second as it's going foul to the foul pole. And they reviewed it. They ultimately called it a home run to start. And then they reviewed it and it was no home run. And I looked at the guys we were with. We were a couple with a couple guys uh, on Nick's team. And I looked at one of the kids. I'm like, buddy, if he hits this next pitch out, they're winning the World Series. And no shit, he hits a shit shot, frozen rope left center i'm like oh my god these guys they're a team of destiny i mean if you would have bought them at the start of the playoffs they were plus fifteen thousand to win the world series and one of the kids that was with nick on his team actually did that he took that bet so i just think they're a team of destiny i mean call me crazy i don't watch any baseball it just had that feel and that mojo walking out of chase field especially sweeping the team like the dodgers because there's more dodgers fucking fans down here than there are diamondbacks so it was a crazy game bro no, that's unbelievable. And you mentioned the walking into the just walking into the uh, the ballpark, you know, 
especially playoffs is so funny. You know, you're probably walking up to concession stand after, after those home runs, like he said, and you're just like, Hey buddy, give me a beer. You don't even ask the price because it's fucking $27. You don't <laughs> give a fuck. You don't care what that beer costs. You're getting one. And when it's finished, you're getting another one. You don't give a shit. You're waving the flag around. Like you said, you're sitting there, you're cracking fucking peanuts open, throwing them on the floor. I don't give a fuck. Is this Texas Roadhouse? No, it's a goddamn ballpark. <laughs> Like it's just a free for all in there. It's unbelievable. And every every beer guy you see walking up and down the aisle, hey fella, 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 Mick Ultra. He's like, I don't got it, bud. Heavy, fuck. I'll take that. Whatever, give me it. You know, it's like you don't even realize what you're doing, and all of a sudden you're just consumed by the atmosphere. It's crazy. Dogs, hot dogs. Just fucking give me one of them. I'm not even hungry, but fuck it. Give me one of them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, one of the kids. One of the kids on Nick's team, he literally had, I think he had four or five hot dogs. I go, buddy, are you are you training to beat the late Joseph Chestnut in July here? Like, what's going on? Like, how do you have five dogs in nine innings? That's one every other. Is that Philly Kessel? Holy, it should be. Like, holy <laughs> meat, mus- meat missile, fella. Like, take her easy. Jesus. Oh, man. Just but, burying yeah. a fucking tube steak. No, you, you mentioned, you talked about the, the team of destiny here. I, you know, baseball especially during playoffs these guys got some fucking dogs on their team did you did you kind of notice some guys on the d-backs there i, I don't know if i can name a single player on the d-backs honestly it's it's the hilarious only- those guys going and beat the dodgers the dodgers are the highest payroll team in the fucking league it's it's nuts you see mookie Betts after the game he's like yeah you know those guys get paid a lot to play baseball too they, they ain't getting paid what you're getting paid buddy yeah i think I he's know. i think he's raking home like 50 mil a year yeah, he makes absolute sheets. The funny you say that though, because I was looking at their roster and I was looking at their batting order, and they had like maybe one guy that hit over 300 for the whole year. Like they're a team of just absolute greasers. Like these guys, it just seems like they've just come together at the right time. And it reminded me, Ozzy, a lot of those teams, especially back in the day, like the the LA Kings of 2012, where they just kind of sneak into playoffs as an eight seed and. They don't have any yeah. real high-end scoring. They got a good goalie. It seems like the D-backs have decent pitching. That's what I would kind of compare it to, like the goalie. And it just seems like they have every guy that's just right now is clicking in their role. Timely hits, good pitching, good defensive plays. I mean, they even have a guy on their team like Evan Longoria, who's been in the league since 2008, it said on the big board. He made his debut in April of 2008. Like, the guy can barely move out there, but oh my God, what a mitt he still has. Like, talk about a good mitt, fella. You know, you got to appreciate a good one. Oh, yeah. guy's like a five-time gold glover at least. He can't even get around the ball. Like, he's in the batter's box, and like, I don't even think some of those pitches he can even reach anymore because the, the hips, the baby, they don't lie, and they ain't getting through. But he's all hands <laughs> in the box, but then he gets in the field. He's just so calm, and he's so silky, yeah. just the way he charges the ball, like, that's a guy that's a veteran on your team that I think you can really rally around and he just bleeds experience. 100%. I mean, how much does a guy like that mean to that team? Um, but yeah, like I think of baseball, you know, baseball is crazy because there's no salary cap, right? So you can, you can buy any player you want. You know, it's kind of like if you, if you're a rich owner and you like baseball, it's like, I'm just going to go fucking buy the best team I can. You know, Mets did it, didn't work out. What, you know, what happens if the NHL is able to do this? I think I think this is a whole different ball game in the NHL. Like, if there's no salary cap and you just buy the best players in the NHL, I think they're shitting on the league every year, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just think in terms like of baseball, how- like, if you're going to pay a luxury tax, which these teams do to go over the cap, like, who's to say they shouldn't be able to spend all that money? Like, you know, I, I yeah. guess, like, the way the NHL does it, the hard cap, 
the escrow. Like it keeps more teams competitive, but at the same time, yeah. it also limits what guys can make. And it's also like if an owner wants to pay me this bread, like why can't I just yeah. go take it? Well, and, and baseball is just a – it's a clear example of, you know, it doesn't always work. And, and it has worked. Yeah, obviously, the Yankees are usually good, and the Dodgers have been good in, in the last few years here, and they, they pay their players a lot. But, you know, there's always teams that don't. You know, the, the Diamondbacks, I, I don't even know the stats on them. that They're probably spending $50 million less than the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, easy money. I mean, they're they're probably almost on the goddamn William Bean kind of model, you know? Billy Bean, just pay these guys dirt cheap, get a couple decent pitchers, and let's roll from here and see if we can make something of this. But, yeah, dude, that game was crazy. I mean, four shit shots out of the yard. Like, how mint do you feel? And they're all solo shots, too. So it's like your own curtain call. That, you're rounding the bags. You just – I mean – is there any other better feeling in sports than just hitting one out of the yard in playoffs? Like we oh. talked about last episode with Philly. Like I, I think that's unmatched because as a fan, man, like I was ready to throw both ways in there, you know, lefts, rights, whatever. It was, it was unbelievable. Percent, And they sullied in the fucking hot tub again in that center field. Unbelievable. Do you see videos of that celebration? It looks right unbelievable. Like, it's just right- another fight. It's another goddamn series win. They're celebrating like they just won another championship. It's unbelievable. <laughs> if you win the fucking World Series, man, you get four championship celebrations. What you it's crazy. Like, imagine imagine racking up that many pairs of Oakleys. You know, you get the ski goggles because oh, yeah. after every round, you're getting a fresh set. Like, you're on the road. You win here. You win there. It's like, okay, another pair of Oakleys. Like, Jesus Christ, if I go to Jackson Hole this offseason before spring training, I got a new set for every goddamn day. Oh yeah. But, do you think do you think they're auctioning those things off? There's no way they're keeping them. I and mean, they're throwing them in the trash after. They're probably sell them in the they sell them in the fucking gift shop of the uh, the, the field there. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're, just, they're they're signing them or they just yeah. take them home and they just put them in the storage units and never be seen again. But like, I would be keeping those fucking things. Like those things, you could wear those at the bar, dude. I mean, fast shades, but goggles. Like, imagine that. Imagine your vision, especially on a little micro. Oh, I definitely. We're going there some point. We're definitely wearing fucking ski goggles oh, yeah. to the bar for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent, especially just it protects the eyes, baby. Come on, yeah. can't be gift dishing those away, especially when they're fucking half bloodshot. But anyways, that was awesome to see four dingers out of the yard, making me go, you know, stand up and down like I'm at a Catholic mass. It was it was unbelievable. Just a great time. Sneaky got in one. Fuck me, the Wednesday night, buddy. The night you love to hate. It's always just it sneaks up. So. Azo, I wanted to ask you, if you're going up to the dish, you know, you're on the on-deck circle, you're feeling it, you know, you're ready to get on base. What is something or what's the song that you just know you're going to feel invincible walking up to the plate like, fuck me, my walk-up song's on, I'm the best fucking hitter in the world. Like, what what song are you walking up to? Yeah, I mean... It's kind of a loaded question because I think, you know, if I was in the MLB, I'd, I'd probably cycle through a few songs and, and mix it up. But right now, you know, this is going to be, it's not too original. Um, it's a song everyone knows, which is why I picked it. Now, I want the crowd singing along when I'm walking up to the bat. So yeah. I picked uh, Take Me Home, Country Roads. Take me home, country roads. You got the shades on. You got the elbow pad on. You're feeling good. Oh, you're taking your time? Yeah. Yeah, Mace, roll it. The, the crowd starts singing it, you know? 
Oh yeah, and you're West, the, the West Virginia Volunteers when they come out for their football games, the whole crowd sing this all yeah. the time. And you're letting it play for a little bit too before you get in there and you know take a look at that first bit. Now, now I start my walk up. Walk right now. I belong right here at the home plate. You're letting that thing fade and you're locking in. That's a solid pick, fella. Do you remember back in the day, I don't know if you were a college hoops guy, I think you were, but West Virginia went on this run with Bob Huggins as their coach. And the Big Love East tournament the Big East tournament used to be at MSG. I don't know if it still is or if they've changed that, but they went on a run. They ended up beating like UConn. They beat someone else i just remember they ended up winning the big east tournament to qualify for the march madness tournament of 64 and that song came on at center court of msg with them cutting the nuts down and bob huggins and all the hillbillies from west virginia all 12 of them that drove to the big apple and watched them it was the sickest thing because i mean johnny denver what a fucking voice and especially just being relevant to west virginia like that song yeah. it's timeless baby it's it's the best and in, in- yeah, like I said, you know, I think they say I think the whole crowd sings it at the West Virginia um, football games before yep. they come on the before they come on the field, and it's it's one of the best I've seen out there. You know, it rivals uh, who's got the Enter Sandman? Is that Clemson? West Virginia. Is it West Virginia? Or, or no, it's uh, sorry, not West Virginia. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Yeah. Enter Sandman. Yeah, yeah it's Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech and West Virginia. Those yes. are the two that kind of have the. Yeah, unbelievable stuff. Yeah. How about you, Mace? Like, if you're coming up to the dish, fella, two outs, one on, you're down by one, you, you need to make something happen. Like, what are you coming up to? What are you swagging out to? I black you know, out, two in. The way you're describing it, it, it's making me think about back in high school when I was working at the movie theater. And, man, every day when I would go to work, I'd play the same song over and over right before I'd get there and I'd walk into work and I'd just feel like I wanted to run through a brick wall. And I think that's gotta be my same walk-up song. So right. Ready to throw that butter on the popcorn. Let's fucking get her going. You want a slushy? What do you want? You want a Kit Kat? We have cotton candy. What the fuck do you want? Let's fucking go. (laughs) So, you know, people always see me as an EDM guy, but rock will always be my number one. So I'm picking a little white snake fella. Oh, Here, wow. I go again. Here I go again. It takes a little to build, but once it gets going. Oh, yeah. This is it. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if you're going home, going to first. I hit the double. Stand up, triple. I could go again on my own. I mean, just imagine walking up to the plate. Picture myself. Old team on your back. Here I go again. It's me again, baby. What are we doing? Let's go. Kick the dirt off the cleats with that. Here I go again. What's the drops, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is when I walk out right here. Yeah, this is when you're walking off right here. You're taking that full minute to walk. You might even walk to the right <laughs> elbow, Matt, just to let it. You build. touch. 
You're touching the toes, you know, stretching out. I like it. That's a solid one, brother. I mean, I it would be. I think I'd be changing unless I got really hot with one song. I think I'd be always looking to mix it just to keep the people on their feet, even just keep me engaged, right? Because there's so many bangers, as you know. Um, And I think my personal one, it's it's kind of stock. I would say I think a decent amount of guys used it or have used it. But again, in saying that similar to Ozzy, it's, it's something that always will play even white snake too. But I got seven nation army by white strips, just because I think the whole stadium could get into it. It'd be similar to like Timmy trumpets where you can kind of oh, get, yeah. you know, the people clapping out of their seat yelling. Yeah. Oh, 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 Imagine you're walking up your fucking Bryce Harper and you got this oh, play. And oh, Philly's oh, just oh, 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 if I'm walking up to the song, I'm hitting it 458, dead center, no, no letters. How we doing? I just ate my pants off, drop my boot buckles on home plate, and say, fucking feet. What a nice fucking Halo tea bag. Yeah. Here you go, catch. How you doing, buddy? Good to see a little cup check. Ump, how you doing, buddy? Make sure that stripe zone's nice and big. Hey, here we go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would be walking up with the biggest chew ever, half can like Nick Swisher in 2006, right on my cheek, and I'm just gutting it. I'm not even looking to spit. And when I do spit, it's right in the catcher's vicinity so he can see that black tar coming off. But, you know it's coming out of that fucking red man bag, too. Oh, it's yeah. not even a tin, it's just coming out of a bag, and it's just straight fucking tobacco leaf. You're, you're going red man bag. You're going one pinch per bag because you're just that big of a gun. <laughs> You got a half ounce just right in your cheek. The old chover dose. Yeah. <laughs> so nails. But boys, that's uh that's kind of one, you know, what's going on in the MLB. I think we gotta stay on top of this, maybe even give out some picks for MLB playoff ball. Cause like we said, you know, there's nothing like October. So we got the twins eliminated. Sad to see those boys go. Rangers, Astros in the American League final. We're waiting on Philly. And Atlanta, the Braves, the old tomahawk chop, fella, fella. They'll be playing the winner. Well, they'll be playing the D-backs. So the winner of that will be playing Arizona. Um, Can't wait to see that. Those are best of seven. So finally getting to uh, some real series here in the MLB. But skating over to the ice, I wanted to touch on a couple fellas on the sheet this week as we started up the National Hockey League season. Uh, Connor Bedard right at the top because, you know, who doesn't want to hear about this guy? Let's get Bedarded in here. Shout out to Black Eyed Peas. Did you see his goal against Boston? There, just a just a veteran rap, like I like I like to call that Ozzo the old Buffalo Chicken rap, right? You kind of throw it yeah. off the goalie, you take it around, you beat him to the far post, and he just had that little mohawk turn, able to oh, beat yeah. the goalie and outstretch his defenseman. I thought it was just a great first goal. Good to see the kid get on the board. Here's you know, here's one thing I he, here's one thing I know: you don't score that goal unless you're a fucking player. Yeah. <laughs> like, just I was like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not that 
it wasn't like that impressive of a goal, but you know, if you're watching and you know hockey, you're watching it and you're like, holy fuck, you gotta be a goddamn player to score that goal. His head it's was like a Nick- whole time too. Yeah, that's like a Nikki eight Nikki H. Schmaltz goal. You know, you Nikki used to pull some of those moves in college, and it's like, Jesus, this guy's a fucking player. Yeah, um, yeah, he was he looked like that, but also did you notice I watched him obviously he had to watch the kid. Did you notice he was an absolute liability on defense? I mean, he there's oh, not yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bad. I mean, can you imagine if this guy wasn't as skilled as he is? Like this guy would be getting shredded. Imagine he's playing for Cronin in Anaheim. Oh, I mean, God. his he head's would... his head's taken off. He would have been San Diego by probably night two because that missed assignment he even yeah. had on the first game with Crosby when he oh, left yeah. his man and Crosby just give and yeah. go with Gensel, see you later, and Bedard's like at the outside the blue line. It's like, fella, that's your center. Man, so so many players in the league don't get that luxury to make that play. Like a lot of guys make that play. See you later. Yep, see you later. Heading over to Europe, buddy. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not. Yeah, hope you like Slovenia because that's where you're going to be playing the next five years and you'll be working at a factory yeah. after that. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. No, that was, uh, it's funny. He'll obviously learn the league, but it's just, it's funny how those type oh, of yeah. players, they come in and, and in junior, especially, you don't really learn how to play any sort of defense, you know, no. as even opposed to college. So, but do you see the twigs he's using there, fella? Sherwood twigs. So some of these guys are on the National League are back on the Sherwoods. I know like the Kachuk brothers I are using that. them. You know, you got Wild Willie Styles, Wild Bill Nylander using the Sherwood twigs now, but Dard, like, I mean, I remember the Sherwood. It was like a five thirty featherlight Paul Coffee wood twig. Like, are these these is this lumber legit, or are they just paying the guys the bag here? What the fuck's going on? Is Sherwood back? Sherwood's back, man. I've seen. I, I saw like a a little a little meme on on Instagram of of all the different brands, you know, Bauer, CCM, Sherwood's in there now. I think there's another one, Warrior, uh, True. Um, All these brands have like some big names. Guys are, you know, there's some companies starting to give give these boys some money. So it's good to see. I mean, it's good to see that competition because that just means I think these companies are paying these guys more money. Like obviously Sherwood's fucking dropping the bag on these guys. Yeah, for I, I just think, yeah, I mean, I guess the, it must be working. There was nothing better than, like, training camp. And way back when, you know, even for myself, I was a, a little bit of a player at one point, Ozzo. You know, you're walking in, you're a hot shot, first-round pick, not a big deal. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're, yeah. all these companies are, you know, trying to come after you, maybe give you a little cash, but ultimately they want to sign all these younger players, you know, to a stick deal so they can get them for the future. And I just remember, like, getting fitted at camp or in the summer, whatever you meet up with some of those reps, whether it was from Bauer, Warrior, CCM, you know, is there anything sicker than just dialing in your lumber? Like, Hey, fuck fella. I, I need a little kick point here. Like you got to slide it down a little bit and you see how this is the sticks line. You see how that toe curve kind of comes in. Well, I want more of a little bit more of a kickstand on it. Can you throw a little toe yeah. on the thing and maybe have it stand up higher? So when I'm going to the boards a little bit, you know, it lays flat or, you know, maybe I want this custom snake grip, but I like this, you know, it's just, it's crazy oh, how yeah. much you can get dialed in with your twiggies, man. There's, there's nothing sicker. It's the best part about hockey. It's, it's unbelievable. Especially when you get to the, uh, you know, obviously as a kid, you know, I don't know about you. You're a little different. You know, you were a skilled player. You had fucking poise out there. You could handle the puck. Um, I was a little different as a player. But, you know, when I was growing up, I never really, you know, I always just used a, the curve of the stick that I got. And I I always bought sticks from UND. And they happen to be, you know, old, old-time players that, you know, their sticks, they didn't use their sticks. So UND would sell them to me for $50 a pop. Yep. And 
I just use so many curves, but yeah, once you, once you actually get to the point where you can pick your stick, you know, and obviously you know, I went to the program and then UND where yep. you've got CCM, Easton, Bauer, it, all walking in warrior, use whatever you want. doesn't matter. And you're just fucking trying them out. And like, I mean, a guy, guy like you, the guy, people who actually, you know, the, the skill guys who could, pe- who could fucking stick handle um, and, and, you know, hold the puck. And um, they were just, the stick is way more important to those guys. For me, like, I'm just like faking it the whole time, you know, like, yeah, oh, this fuck, yeah. fucking you're, nice. You're like, yeah, this feels good. Yeah, that's great. Ozzy, you were like a one third, you're like a 130 flex, just a two by four. Give me some cross checks in front of the net. Hopefully it doesn't break. I can take an offside one T if I need a cock one. And also, I remember oh, the yeah. biggest thing about you was use that fucking square toe. And I used to call that the pizza shovel. So it's like the wood, the, yeah. you know, the, the wood fire pizza, you know, you're scooping it out of there. That was the curve you used. It was such a long blade yep. and like that square toe, like Nick Lidstrom back in the day. It was just, it was such a, That's just exactly. a, a meaty defenseman kind of curve. It was hilarious. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was hilarious. And that's exactly, well, I, I, when I was in Michigan, we went and saw the Detroit Red Wings locker room and fucking Nick Lidstrom's obviously the captain of the team at the time. And I mean, he's, he was arguably, arguably the best defenseman I've ever seen play in the NHL. Um, but yeah, he, he had the stick and I, I literally saw a stick and obviously I'm like, well, fuck, I gotta be like Nick Lidstrom. So I literally just went out and I'm like, Hey, give me this. Give me, give me the fucking Nick Lidstrom stick. Like I'm taping it like Nick Lidstrom. I'm fucking taking his stick, you know? Yeah. And the only thing that, that, that squared off blade, that squared off toe is so it's such brutal style, but God damn it. It was so good for a guy like me on the wall. Oh, on the wall. Yeah. Constantly in the corner, like trying to pick the puck off the wall and get it off the ground. You could stick oh, it right like up against a goddamn the wall. Chart. Yo, you could stick I it right against the wall. It was hilarious. Catch, catching rim around passes too. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. It was, it was useful. Fuck. Nikki Lidstrom never broke a sweat. Oh, my God. What a player. But anyways, enough on our curves. Just missed the days, I guess. Brock Besser staying on the ice. Also, four Genos last night, opening night. This kid needs a big year. You know, obviously last year had kind of a tough year. It was no surprise, especially with the team being down, that is. Um but hoping for big things for Bess, friend of the program, friend of Butter Golf, friend of the boys, comes on the golf trip. So I believe you yeah. guys have a little bit of a bet this year. I think the over-under was set at 30 goals. And, fuck, four in the – you know, did you take the over or you, were you riding the under just to kind of, you know, press them a little bit? Like, fuck, fella, you better oh, get no. going here. I, I pressed him. You know, I, I I don't know if he's hit 30 in his career. He should have. He should have already. Um, so I'm like, dude, you're not going to fucking score 30 goals this year. Like, there's no fucking way. And you know, kind of chirping him. He yeah, get know, him going. We got a we got a little friendly wager. He's he took the over, obviously, which is good. And yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to start a fire under his ass, which obviously I think after the first game, yeah, it's obviously working out. I I texted him, or I I snapped him. I'm like, sick game last night, good shin, sick te- backdoor tap. Like yeah, that's yeah. tough. Bud. Yeah, that, that <laughs> third know? goal that just went right off his skate. I mean, you must be living right, though, if you're scoring them like that. Hey, you'll take them anyway. Yeah, I mean, no, you'll take them. They don't ask how. They ask no. how many. Um, but, yeah, I was a little worried. I tweeted that out. You know, I got I, to, I told people on Twitter I had this wager going with Bess, and someone texted me, and they're like, hey, 
you sure, uh, you sure that's legal with the NHL, you know, <laughs> best betting on himself. I'm like, well, I mean, this is not like him betting through a fucking no. bookie or a book or something, you know, like a little friendly wager. And it's, you know, we don't even have, we actually don't even have money on the line. It's kind of just personal. You know, if he doesn't yeah, do just it, breaking I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. isn't an offshore account here, folks. Newsflash. It's just a couple buddies, maybe pushing a guy to have a fucking good year. So all good with Bess. Friend of the program, number 34 for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, a.k.a. Poppy, uh, hat trick last night. So that's good. Hopefully he stays hot as well. And then shifting it over to a little bit of a kind of just a more life thing was, uh, you know, we grew up watching this guy, Ozzy, on ESPN over the years. He even did Frozen Fours for us, you know, with ESPN, called up a bunch of our games, even regionals he would do with John Buchagross. But just a sad story. A guy from Sask, staying on the Sask kind of things with uh, even our last guest, Darren Drager. Uh, Barry Melrose, diagnosed with Parkinson's, taking a leave of absence to be with his family and better his health. Uh, he's been around the game media-wise for the last 30 years in the NHL or around it, you know, a total of 50 years. So just a, a guy that you always respected his pinstripe suits, his slick back flow. I mean, I can't imagine how much LA looks went into the grease in that back. I don't even know. That might just been pure, just like, you know, Vaseline or what sort of concoction yeah. Barry was putting in his lettuce there. But the silver Fox, man, we just want to give a, a little shout out to him. All the best moving forward, but just what a legend, you know, we grew up watching and a guy that could really uh, was a true character of the game and still is. Yeah. I can't, I honestly can't thank Barry enough. Um, just because there's not too many, there's not too many Canadian guys who, especially grew up playing juniors and, and you know big time NHL players that, you know, will even give the give college hockey a sniff. You know, they won't even think sure. about it. They won't mention it. They actually don't like it. And Barry kind of sold the game, the, the college hockey game, which you know I have to respect and I thank him for that. And obviously, it's he was he was a legend, like you said, his suits, his slick back hair. I mean. He's all time, man. It's just, uh, it's tough. It's tough to hear, but fuck that guy's, you know what? That guy's got a lot to be proud of. So, you know, that's just the way she goes, I guess. Yeah. He probably had the second best suit game in all of hockey for a while there. Obviously grapes being number one, Don Cherry. So Melrose fella, uh, it was always a pleasure talking to you, chopping it up before the frozen four started. Got to fortunate to play in two of those. How are you? So, Great for the game, good ambassador, and especially a guy, you know, from Sask that went to the Western League and even coached in the NHL, Coach Gretzky, to a Stanley Cup final there in L.A. one year. To even talk, you know, hockey in, in the U.S., especially college. So that was awesome. Uh, transitioning over to the gridiron, week six NFL picks. I'm going to lead us off here. I'm hoping I'm not taking anybody's flowers, but I got the Buffalo Bills versus the New York football Giants. That's minus 14. Listen, the Giants are a fucking mess. (laughs) Daniel Jones, I don't know if he needs a dark room, a retreat, or whatever, because he's all all out of whack. That whole team is just a – it's a shit pile right now. They honestly – they might need another boat party. Remember OBJ back in the day, the old boat party in Miami, where the Timberlands (laughs) on the boat get on the yacht, you know, get some skunks around, sniff something you shouldn't. So – I got that game. I just think Bills, they're going to return to U.S. soil and they're going to absolutely piss pound uh, their fellow statemen and their rival 
the New York football giants, the Bills obviously getting back from London uh, this week. And then my other pick, uh, staying with them, we kind of touched on them last epi, the Detroit Lions at Tampa Bay. That's minus three. Uh, just keep that train rolling. Keep golfer slinging it. I just think, you know, Dan Campbell at the reins, they're, uh, they're a tough team to beat. And, you know, even Tampa Bay with the off week, they're three and one somehow. Baker Mayfield actually not playing that bad. I just think he's a gamer. But I just think the Motor City stays hot. So those are my picks. We got Bills versus the New York football Giants, minus 14. And then the Detroit Lions going into Tampa Bay, minus three. Jared Goff, that, Ella. That Bills bet is the most disrespectful fucking bet I've ever heard. Minus 14 and a half. Jesus, you got to be so embarrassed if you are on the Giants right now, and that's the line, like, <laughs> Especially Holy. in the NFL, like this, this isn't an You don't, no, you don't see that in in the NFL. That is, that is a joke for them. Wow, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Mace, uh, who do Mace, you got? I'll let Mace take his first. Okay. I'll take one of his because I got my, I got mine. Um, hopefully, Mace doesn't take mine. But Mace, what do we got, baby? <clears throat> All right, you you guys already know I like my spicy picks, so I'm gonna start out spicy, and spicy I'm gonna take. Up. The New York Jets and your boy Zay Wilson. God damn it. That was fucking all right. Good pick, Mace. I I, I still got another pick. I still think Philadelphia's defense is kind of mids this year, especially after losing their defensive coordinator. They haven't been the same. Um, Jets, I mean, Zach Wilson's starting to get rolling. He's starting to get more confident, it seems like. So I'm taking them. And then, ooh, my second pick. Another spicy one. I'm going to go with New England for plus three over the Las Vegas Raiders. And I picked the Raiders to win last week, and they did. But I think they're going to lose this week. You know, Mac Jones and the Patriots have been getting absolutely lit up these past couple weeks. Mac Jones has been absolutely horrible. Bailey Zapp hasn't been better. So, I don't know. I think this is Mac Jones' little revenge game. I think he, you know, turns around a little bit. I don't think they're going to keep it going, but I think this is a game they pull it out. I like, I like it. it. I like it. We'll see. You're going to stay was, hot. Yeah. A couple Although, good picks there. I like those picks a lot, Mace. I was obviously – I was going to – I just – I'm seeing the line right now, Philly minus seven. I was going to take the Jets because I don't think Philly's going in into the Jets and, and beating them by seven. But I'll give out my uh, – <clears throat> I give myself I give myself these bets um, a couple times a year called a Sonic Hedgehog bet. You know, you're hedging um, the game. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears plus three. Plus I three. Think the okay. Vi- I think the Vikings are dog shit. The Bears just won a game. Um, I just think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hedge that one because obviously I want the Vikes to win. But, you know, if the Bears win, I'll be happy because I fucking called it. Um, yeah, that's a win-win. And then – my next one is going to be the 49ers minus nine and a half at Cleveland. I think Cleveland's a bunch of frauds. Like we talked about earlier, I think Deshaun Watson is missing a little rub and tug action. He's he not himself. He needs not expected to play either. Not expected to play. He's not. He's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's getting a full rub. I think the only way I don't win this bet is if 
the Niners just go in there hungover because they're like, this is an automatic <laughs> win. Yeah, I would agree. So with which that. could ha- which could which could happen? I mean, let's be real. You like to think that's a double digit win because besides Miami, I mean, even with Miami, they got to be the best team in football, no? I think the Niners. I think I think easily. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I think the like last takes a. Last year, last year it was the Eagles by far. I thought during the season, this year for sure the Niners. It's not even. I don't even think it's close. But you know, you still got these fucking. Listen, you still got these fucking Patty Mahomes Chiefs. They're four and one. Going to be five and one. They're up sixteen nothing on the Broncos. Obviously, I mean they're still lurking around. I know they don't look that good, but how do you count those guys out? I don't want to see them in a goddamn Super Bowl. No, or the playoffs. I don't know. Do you think the NFL's kind of just getting to a point where it's almost like basketball now, where you can kind of identify the teams that are going to be around in the mix, even though some of these teams are having good regular seasons? You just kind of know, you know, similar to like LeBron yeah. last year. I mean, they even made the you know the conference finals or whatever. You know, what I mean, like, is are these? Oh yeah. Just kind of is it getting boiled down to basically you know who the pretenders and the contenders are? You know, right away, and no matter how they play during the season, like yeah, I know the Chiefs don't look mid-season form right now, or even Burrow, but it's like you like to think by week 17 or 18, these guys are dialed in and they're getting they're getting into the playoffs and then they're really peaking when it fucking matters. Yeah. I just think it's such a hard league and there's just so few guys who actually just get it. And yeah. the guys who get it are happen to be on those teams who you're like, they're going to be deep into the playoffs. I mean, that's just what it is. How how nice would that be to be a fucking Kansas City Chiefs fan right now? And I could say the same for you, Jordo, as a Green Bay Packer fan. Like, I don't know what that feels like. Having AR-12 and fucking Brett Favre for how many years? I mean, it's just like, like if you're a Chiefs fan right now, it's the best thing ever. You go into every season, like, we could win the bowl easily. Oh, yeah. You can, you can win the mug every year. Like, we don't even need that yeah. good of receivers. Right, like they don't have like unbelievable receivers besides T. Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer. That's about it. Like, who you know, they don't really have a whole lot, and they're still gonna be right there. So, boys, I like the picks. We will be back after the weekend to go over our picks. Hopefully, we can throw them out beforehand just so the folks can see them maybe Friday or Saturday. That way they know we're not blowing smoke and you know we're legit with our picks. So we'll send those out before. We'll bring it back on Monday, have our reactions and all that jazz. So, folks, that is part one of Live and Five, brought to you always by Mini Movers and Butter Golf. See you folks soon. Woo! Alrighty, folks, welcome back to Live and Five. As we always do, we do our Sunday NFL recap and just reactions of the overall week. Right now, we're recording on Monday. Just in the middle of the fourth quarter, Dallas up 17-10 on the Chargers. But, yeah, fellas, um, good weekend over here in Scottsdale. Ozzy, how we doing? Uh, we obviously have some baseball playoffs going on right now, too. The Texas Rangers yesterday beating the Astros. They're, well, their in-state rival, uh, 2-0. And then uh, right now, Philly up on the Diamondbacks. That is 5-3, I believe, just finishing up the eighth. So, Azo, how we doing, brother? Uh, Monday recap, as always. Good to see you, bro. Yeah, good to see you, too. Um, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Usually I'm not pumped for Mondays, but, you know, I had a good weekend. 
um, kind of laid low, rested up for this this coming weekend here we got coming up. But, um, you know, got the, got the workout in this today and, and got the sun in. You walk out feeling like a goddamn million bucks. And, uh, yeah, no. All good over there. Yeah, this little sauna. Little, you know, start your Monday off right. Sweat it out. Whether it's the booze, maybe the food, just get that Sunday out of you. Go into the work week feeling good. We love that. I got a little sweat in this morning myself at about 7.15, throwing both ways at F45 again. That's just kind of like, you know, a cardio, you know, slash circuit. I mean, it's it's fucking tough. So throwing both ways there, all good. Um, yeah, the D-backs, man. I know we're going to be in Grand Forks next weekend, but I'm going to try to slide to a game. I believe those series formatted. It's like old NBA style. It's like 2-3-2. Two, two. So going to maybe try to sneak over if it yeah. goes to – you know, past game five or, or six or whatever it is. So looking to do that. Um, yeah, man, all good. Uh, just, you know, I want to first give a shout out before we get into kind of our NFL predictions and just recap, man, we got to give a shout out to UND football beating the NDSU Bison first time since 2003. Folks, that's 20 years and they absolutely piss pounded up, just took the screws to the Bison. 49-24. Little brother. Uh, just want to give a shout-out to Bubba Schwager. Little brother. All those fucking beauties on the UND football team. They've come a long way since we were at school. So just talk about good momentum, too, Ozzy, leading into this week with the Gophers, you know, Sue. But more importantly, you know, this following, this past weekend with UND football, man, that's a fucking great win. I know my uncles and dad were fired up for that one. So just touch on that a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a uh... – it's a fucking big deal, you know, that that football team, you know, when we were there, um, to picture them beating NDSU or even even those guys on that team to picture themselves beating NDSU, like, it's, there's no way. And they just did it, which is, and they, and they killed them too. I mean, it wasn't even like it was like a fluke game NDSU played. It was just like, they fucking beat them, man. So... No, it's just you're pumped for all the alumni, all the guys who played, you know, and you're, you know, I was, I was fired up, obviously. And, um, you know, you just, you, you, sorry to say it, but NDSU is a football school and UND is a hockey school. You, you just, the football school just lost to the hockey school at their own game. It's pretty fucking nasty, you know, yeah, and they I, brought the, they had, they had the old, they had the throwback helmets on. Those silver ones, those are yeah. It was nailed. a weird look. They had the silver bucket. What was up with that? Was that like, did they wear silver buckets back in the day, or were they just throwing a goddamn curveball? What was up with that? Yeah, yeah. Those. Well, it was the old logo, it was the throwback logo, and that's those are the helmets they used to wear. But they didn't wear those black unis. The black unis didn't really go with them, I didn't think. But obviously, it looks good now. I mean, you just it fucking worked. steamrolled the bison. Yeah, I know. That was awesome to see it. So shout out to those guys. I'm sure they're flying high. I saw some game film of Bugger, uh, Bubba Schweiger at the hockey game later that night, giving yeah. it, you know, the old double fist pump pumper. Talk about native. a weekend in forks. Yeah, those, those, oh, forks, those forks natives, man, they got a fucking couple good weekends coming oh. up here. I mean, you got the football team winning Saturday night. He was Saturday. His- you got the hockey team 2-0. and I mean, they are fucking buzzing. Even him just going into the locker room after the win, like hitting a little uncle shuffle, little step, kind of like a little juke move to to meet the fellas right in the middle. And then obviously, you know, the water's getting poured everywhere. It was it was sick to see. And, and speaking of buckets, uh, fella, you got the old Hooters lit on there. Shout out NFL week two we had over there. Just uh, big, 
kind of brings back good memories just seeing you in that that Hooters bucket. Had to throw it on. I had, had this, to throw it on. And it's, I'm, I'm not usually a, I'm not usually a pink you know sweatshirt guy, but I had the pink sweatshirt on, and I'm like, fuck, I might as well just roll with the punches here and just throw this fucking teal Hooters hat on. I mean, it is sick. Look oh, at it's this nasty. Thing. Yeah, it's it's great. I even feel good. I got my new. Well, I guess these have have kind of been in a, on. They had to go back on recall. I got my Butter Golf USA Dream Team kind of look. So this is looking nice. It feels crispy. They're finally in. We had to recall a few of those. They're supposed to be around Ryder Cup time, but it is what it ain't there. But, fellas, let's transition into NFL Week 6 uh, reactions. Before we get to that a little bit, man, I just just kind of a side note a little bit on the NFL. I just love how Chris Berman says Gardner – miss chew like he just it's oh. so sick how he says that every time like you're listening to him on espn and he just he's dying to say it like it's just so funny how berman yeah. like berman's an all-time great like that guy is unbelievable just he's unbelievable oh yeah he's so good he's like gardner miss chew it's just oh i love hearing that so that's, anyways that's what that's what makes that product so good man they got so many of those characters like collinsworth and yes it just it makes those games just feel so much more special yeah he's uh berman shout out to an og i think he'd be like a cool dude to hang out with too he just seems that way for sure old school that's why you like him Azo, um you know going to your picks chicago plus three i know you wanted to hedge that with the hometown team um minnesota ultimately gets it done they cover that win was 19 13 and then nobody could have predicted this game man san fran at cleveland minus nine and a hook maybe you know you could have predicted cleveland to to cover that spread but cleveland yeah. I mean, they ultimately they got it done man they won 19 17 i mean it's just it was a weird week in the nfl i just want you to touch on your picks i mean i feel like that last one you can't really do much about it in the first one you're kind of happy about because you hedged it yeah yeah, I mean, the, the old Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog bet, you know, you just fucking hedge it. Happy either way. Um, but it looked like both those teams were trying to lose the game. I mean, it was it was almost a disgrace. It was it was quite ugly, but... Um, and San Fran, they're dropping, like, they're dropping like flies, man. Like McCaffrey's a little banged up, Debo's well, out. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing about that game. What am, what am I supposed to do? You know, Purdy looks like, you know, he's scared shitless out there. He didn't do anything without those guys. You know, it's like... I saw a couple of memes, you know, Brock Purdy without his five pro bowlers on offense. He's just right. like shaking, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't, I mean, that game was weird. I, I just felt like the Browns though, have a legit D though. The Browns have yeah, a legit they do, D they do. and they're tough. Deshaun can too. somehow turn it around. Yeah. I mean, they, they might be decent. They, yeah, for sure. And I mean, even like, yeah, that Chicago mini one, I, I just think, you know, in division, it's going to be tight. You know, they get another field goal, they push, you know. So, you know, it wasn't terrible from your your side of things. And then snapping it over to Mace in terms of his picks, Jackie Furta, great pick with the New York Jets plus seven against Philly. They ultimately got that one done 20 to 14. Okay, took it from uh, me. New England at Las Vegas, man, plus three. Uh, you know, they, they lose that game. Uh, well, they, you know, they don't cover that game. So Mace, talk about your picks, bro. Um, is it time for, is it time for Bill Belichick maybe to get canned, man? I mean, they lose that game by, by four, so they don't, 
you cover the spread, but I don't know. They're one in five right now. Just talk about your picks. You got the first one right, second game. I don't know. Belichick, man, he is it an end of an era? We can touch on that after. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Belichick has to go or if they just got to start cleaning house or what, but I mean, it is just a dumpster fire over there in New England right now. I was uh, just hope I was picking them hopeful they'd maybe pull it out against a kind of shitty Vegas team, but well, didn't work out the way I wanted to, but I still think Philly's kind of a kind of a fraud team. Their record's a little higher than I think it should be right now, and this uh, week against Zach Wilson proved that. So, yeah, they do give me a little. They do give me a little 2022-2023 Vikings vibes. You know, when the Vikes, what did they go last year? Like twelve and four or something, or twelve and five? But they were not that good. Same thing. the The, the Eagles don't feel that good, but the the Jets, man, if they AR twelve, bring it up, bring it up, Jordo. Like I was thinking, AR twelve, like Are this we... man, 39, 39 years old. Are we going to see him? I mean, this guy's five weeks removed from a Achilles surgery and injury, a major injury in the game of you know football, let alone all of sports. You don't see guys recover at this rate now. I don't know what he's taken. Is he on some sort of? You know, he's on some sort of different regimen, right? He's always been a guy that's against the grain, and especially lately, I just. Are we going to see this guy? I mean, he was throwing the rock. He was on the field. He looked like he was kind of pushing off that Achilles. I don't know. I mean, I know it's just, you know, playing a little pitch and catch, but say the Jets make a little bit of a push. Say they make a push even to a point where now they're a contender. That defense is great. Zach Wilson can kind of keep them afloat. Do we see Rodgers in late January? Is he back? I don't know. You know, I think it's a possibility at this point. This guy might have tiger blood. Is he on the Charlie Sheen tiger blood diet right now? What the fuck is going on? What nails? That's that's what I'm saying, man. He we don't give this guy enough respect and in, in, in NFL quarterbacks for that matter who play till they're 39. You know, this guy just tore his Achilles. He's done more than enough. He's got more than enough money. He does not need to play football anymore, man. He's how many hits? How many times do you think this guy's been fucking tackled? Okay, oh. like. Insane. This guy's been hit million, I mean, thousands of times, and he's still he tears his Achilles, and he's like, I mean, he's got nothing, he's got nothing to gain really. Like everyone already chirps him, like he still wants to fucking come back. The guy's a competitor. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to see. He's he's insane. Yeah, and I just think in terms of where he's at, you know, he knows where that camera is. He's at MetLife. You know, he's snapping it around. He wants everyone to think he's coming back at some point this year, and fuck he might just do it 100%. and it'll be really interesting if they are in the fight if they're in the hunt do we see a Raj again in the 23 24 season my guess i think so so anyways a little bit of a weird week in terms of you know philly losing san francisco losing it was the best sunday of the season in terms of for the vegas you know and their book right every bookkeeper every bookie they cashed out this weekend those two games those you thought were shoe in locks ultimately they lose yeah. both those you know, the teams that are both undefeated or lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. A, a crazy week. Philly was undefeated, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five five right. Same so. with same with the Niners. So now they they got the same record as the Dolphins and um, yes. I mean other teams too. For sure. So good week for Vegas. Good week for a couple guys that we maybe know that are bookkeepers. Tip of the cap, men. Um, Mace one and one. Myself, Swish, one and one as well. Buffalo, I thought they were going to cover that game. The line actually moved to minus 15 and a half by game time. 
they ended up winning, but it was 14-9. Josh Allen, a little bit of a weird game there. He played okay. I mean, he wasn't terrible. 19 he, for 30. He plays, he plays to his competitor's level. Like he, 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 for sure he's he playing does. a bad team, he just like doesn't play that well. Yeah, yep. it's weird. And T-Mobile even had like a, a sneaky kind of a good game for uh, – for the New York football giants are 24 for 36, 200 yards. Um, and my other game, uh, I thought that was going to be just the lock of the week in terms of my number one overall game that stood out to me was Detroit at Tampa minus three. Jared Goff continues to stay hot. They, uh, they steamrolled past Baker Mayfield. He didn't have a great week coming off a bye. That was 20 to six all in. So I thought Goff, man, I, I don't know, like is like we talked about earlier in the show, the guy 30 for, 44, 353, two titters. That's a team, man. I think I'm hopping on the bandwagon. Now that my Packers aren't great, you know, I, I think that might be the, the team to watch out for. So we'll stay ahead with that. We'll look for that um, in terms of, you know, the Lions, are they for real or not? Sully of the week, men, what'd you have? I mean, for me, these Dolphins, I think you could have picked five or six Sellies from their team, dude. Like these guys are hilarious. Did you see Tyreek's? Did you see Tyreek take the phone and backflip with How the phone while he? I mean, you'll take the fifteen yards this, all day for that. What do you mean? This guy is unbelievable. This guy is unbelievable. It was crazy. So he was sick. So sick. He was so sick. How he just took the 163 phone. One hundred and sixty-three yards again. Six receptions. Teddy. Like literally, fucking just- Teddy. Soaked that 15-yard, actually ends up getting hurt. It looked like a little bit of a hamstring injury. Comes back. Yeah, I'll catch a few more, get my yards up. I'm trying to get over 2,000 yards this season. How are you? And, yeah, I mean, that guy, my celly of the week from that team was after that Raheem, what's his last name? Raheem Moster. 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 TD he had, dude. And then they hit the, remember the Titans? Like they did the, oh, in it. So that was so <laughs> sick, and that, that was unbelievable. My other one that I liked was that uh, Amar, Aman Rasha or Amara St. Brown's TD, that block by Craig Reynolds. Oh, my God. Dude, that guy was shot out of a cannon. Do you see that fucking how hard he hit that guy? It was insane. Oh, it was crazy. Didn't you didn't see that? You got to look that up. It was insane how hard – what a block by Craig Reynolds on Detroit. Like, it was insane how hard he hit this guy. He was literally like – he was shot out of a cannon. Like, you know, like the CFL, how they can, like, wind a guy up? It was yeah. crazy. It was like he came out of just a fucking cannon, blew this guy up, textbook block. It was crazy. So, I had those two. as, And then I love, like, St. Brown. Like, he gets to the end zone. He's so jacked up. And I love when guys just, like, throw the ball as hard as they can against, like, the back end wall. Like, I think that's just nails. Like, you just fucking pits on the ball. Like, I just got in the house. I'm so jacked up. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to throw this rock 100 miles an hour and see where it goes. You know what I heard was that was his hired personal, like, video man who had no the way. phone waiting for. So, yeah, it was planned out. That's what I had heard. And he was standing back there, and he knew he was going to do it. Like, obviously, like we said, in episodes past. This guy, they 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 fucking plan these celebrations out, and obviously Tyreek's just like I don't know if he's got a creative director like writing these celebrations for him, or if he's coming up by himself. Like, either way, it's incredible stuff. I don't know if we've seen anything like it. So, do you think he was he paying that guy to be there, or is he just like a part of his team, or like what goes on there? Because he yeah. takes the guy's phone for the folks that didn't see it, does a backflip with it, and then hands it back. Like, obviously, you're eating. That 15-yard penalty. After a titty. 
<laughs> and if you're Mike McDaniel, you're like, wow, like that was y'all eat that all day. That was pretty juice. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah, and that that's. I mean, we all know what we read on the internet nowadays. You don't know if you can believe it, what, but. You know, I saw I saw an article or someone saying that those Tyreek Hills like paid videographer like he he like films Tyreek Hill. It's like one of his boys, kind of. Yeah, just part yeah. of the team. Pay him six figures. Yeah, he, hey, fella, yeah. hold I my mean, phone here. Oh yeah, you know you know those guys have camps. You know, like part of the camp. Like this oh, yeah. guy's probably part of the camp. Hold my seventh phone. I got so much side action going on. You can hold my seventh iPhone. I got five in my locker and two on the sidelines. But here's one fella. You can maybe play around with this thing. Realistically, <laughs> how many do they have? Realistically, how many do some of those guys have? I mean, like Kevin Gates always said, the rapper, I got two phones, one for the plug and one for the load. I think these guys got so much goddamn side action. They probably have at least two phones that probably never leave the arena or the field, you know, just in terms of <laughs> oh. they keep that there, right? They don't want that side action home home arena phone home arena phone away phone western you know yeah yeah nfc north phone yes nfc south phone you know like i mean they those things are planted everywhere you know they probably got still got the blackberry maybe a flip phone just in case right you got to write something off maybe you need something done so did you have that for your celly of the week oz or did you have a couple more written down in terms of what you saw out there what you liked yeah, no, I had uh, obviously that was kind of uh, the main the main attraction of the weekend. I thought, but um, I didn't know if we mentioned George Kittle last week. I don't you think know, we did. Jersey wearing the wearing the fuck Dallas T shirt. Um, that again premeditated. Those they're thinking about it. I love that. So that's uh, nails. Fuck Dallas. Yeah, and Jerry then Kittle and then you know what? Bent. I also. I also picked a uh, hockey one, Corey Perry, cherry picking, gets a breakaway, scores and points in the crowd. You know, it's just skate yeah. in the crowd. You, I love that shit. Let's go see, on the road, pointing in the crowd like fuck you guys. Did you did, did you see who he was pointing to? He after the game, he no. was like, I saw Scotty Upshaw and Shane O'Brien from the Missing Curfew guys in the stands, and he tucked that one. He pointed right to him. He's like, I play with both those guys. So that's so funny. Like, a couple guys his age, but he's still playing. He's pointing to the boys in the stands, especially the big tuna, Obi. So that was hilarious. Mace, did you have a silly of the week? Fala. Yeah, the Jalen Waddle getting cranked up. that That was a good touch on that one. The Zay Flowers flower boy, I thought that one was pretty nice, but my Sally of the Week, it's actually a throwback one. And apparently on two days ago, uh, 12 years ago, was when Terrell Owen pulled out the Sharpie for his touchdown oh. celebration. He goes and then signs the ball, hands it to his financial advisor, who also happened to represent the safety that he just burned on that play. <laughs> Dude, T.O. was so nails. I mean... That Have you seen stats on that guy? He was so fucking good. Have you seen him lately too? Like he could still play. He oh, was so he had, that, he had that TV show, I think, when you even right after you retired. And holy fuck, man, that guy's a mutant. He always had the best merch too. Like his one quote oh, yeah. was always on his the shirt. You can still buy it to this day. I believe it's still on his team store or the TO store. Is I love me some me. I think we've talked about it on episodes previous, maybe at that Hooters episode, we were talking about, you know, just guys that would 
be all time or just you know the best sellies of all time and to popped in there but how sick of a quote is that i love me some me <laughs> like are you kidding me <laughs> like so nails all time that's all time but it's all time one thing i wanted to touch on was did you guys see that block on that touchdown that amon ra st brown scored like craig reynolds number 13 for the detroit lions shot out of a fucking it. cannon just a piss missile like it looked like he like it was like super mario supercharged up and just like shot out of a fucking cannon almost like a cfl wind up start and just just i mean he cracked it wasn't a crack back block but like side swiped a guy ultimately caused the whole play and you know st brown was able to get in the you know, into the end zone for six, and he just does that. He dove at the guy. He dove at the guy, <laughs> dummied the guy. Yeah. That guy runs into another guy. I know. Dummies he just, him. He fucking he hammered that guy. Completely. Oh, man. Like, how much you just fucking swan, he's He fucking, like, swan dove at him. He's just, like, <laughs> like just fucking I'm, dove right into him. Like, How much do you appreciate just a good block like that, dude? Like, it was so sick. Gosh. Caused the whole play. Get in the end zone for the six. St. Brown just like chucks the ball at the, you know, the end wall right after the end yeah. zone. Like, I love that, Sally, too, because you're just so jacked up. You have no idea what to do. So you just throw the ball as hard as you can. Like, yeah, I'm fucking nails. But that block. Early 2000s, break, early yes. 2000s NFL, the, yes. the, the kick return blocks, guy looking the other way and he just gets or yeah. like interception, interception blocks or something. They yeah, just, you, guys just get fucking killed. Oh, man, because it's not like you're ever, like, shoulder-checking in that sequence. You don't have enough time, and all of a sudden, a guy comes over the top rope and just fucking cracks you. Like, that's football. That is football. So, like to see that. Um, Anything else in the league? I mean, you know, the two big dogs going down. Who do we like heading into week seven in terms of, you know, just teams to watch? Can these teams bounce back? Is San Fran still the best team in the league? Even though, you know, they got a bunch of their heavy heavy hitters hurt. Can these guys bounce back? Philly, maybe they're blowing a little smoke. And Miami, do it. They just continue to buzz. So, I don't know. Teams I'm really looking at, Ozzy, again, I like Detroit. It's weird to say that, but I do. And uh, Miami, I don't know. They just, them boys up to something, homie. It's fun to watch, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Miami's put, Miami is playing the Eagles, so we'll we'll figure something out there. I mean, Miami's in Philadelphia, so that's right. That's Huge game to watch. I was looking uh, at that. I mean, you got your you got your pack. You got your pack up in Denver. I mean, they're going to be breathing a little bit, but that should be, you know, you're hoping that one's a win for the pack. You're, uh, you're hoping so for the sure. Bills, the Bills, the Bills and Patriots. The Bills, I feel, need a comeback game. They're at home. They're playing a terrible Patriots team. We need to see something out of them. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe a response. Mac Jones, not great. They're one and five, man. I don't know. Is it time to call Robert Kraft, get him out of the tug shop in Southern Florida and say, hey, we we might need to move on from William Belichick. So we'll see. Maybe Bill needs his old girl back. I don't know. Plenty of questions there. Ozzy, last little thing on football. Rumors are Roger Goodell shopping around London for a potential Super Bowl. I fucking hate this if i'm gonna be honest don't fucking move the super bowl from the greatest country in the world and go over to london and do some bullshit like that like if that's the case let's take your fucking land too like we're you don't move the super bowl from the usa that's what we have on everyone else we're not moving this thing what are we talking about 
What a fucking stupid. What a stupid idea. Even to flirt with it. You gotta be in I mean, that's just, just a stupid play. You don't you don't play the Super Bowl over in London first. First off, the time difference, like you're not gonna get the same viewership over in London. The NFL will never do it, I don't think. But I, I know. Uh, do you think is Goodell? It's just, it's just disrespectful. Is Goodell? Is he just doing that so like, okay, you you bluff this idea, and then a team like the Jaguars ultimately moves over there, and it's like, okay, well, we're not going to give you the Super Bowl, but we're giving you the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars because that's a team I think that would be willing to to make that move, especially with their owner. Man, I don't know. Like, you can't do the Super Bowl in London. Like, what are we talking about? Like. That, that's just absurd to me. Even if you had a game that started at nine o'clock, say that's still terrible. I mean, people on the West coast, you're waking up for a matinee on a Sunday at like noon and watching it. And again, like just so un-American, that's like having Joey chestnut tried to set a world record for hot dogs overseas. Like there's just things you just don't do. <laughs> yeah. Like what are we talking I'm about? Do that. You're trying to move chestnut yeah. off yeah. of Coney Island, get fucking bent. Same thing with the super Bowl. I mean, don't fucking take it from us. No, you you can't. You absolutely can't. There's there's no way they will. They, they you know sports are about viewership. They're about those sponsors. How many how much people are paying for the 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 commercial time and all that shit. They're not. They wouldn't get the same money over in over in Europe. Europe Europeans don't care about American football. No. And maybe Goodell's maybe Goodell's thinking like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go worldwide with American football. Like people will start liking it. Like. I don't think that's the case. I don't think those other countries really enjoy American football. Like those guys watch soccer. They don't watch this sport that, you know, ultimately people just end up fucking dummying each other. at. I agree. Um, we will keep tabs on that. Goodell always been just a little bit of a weasel. I don't know. Rubs me the wrong way. Don't know the guy who the fuck am I to say, but moving later, moving right along here, uh, boys, it's gopher week. It's Sioux hockey. Oh my God, am I jacked up? And before we send it over to our guest of this show, Brad Elliott Sloshman, the hockey Sioux encyclopedia for that, mind you, from the Grand Forks Herald. Boys, I cannot wait. Red Pepper, Bonzers, Forks. We got the Live and Five slash Butter Golf Forks hats. They'll be hitting the shelves at the Sioux Shop. Stay tuned on those, folks. When this drops on Thursday, they will be in the Sioux Shop. Butter Golf Live and Five Forks hats. They're fucking nails. They're coming in a Kelly Green. They're coming in a black. Oh, my God. I am jacked up, boys. We got our live show at Joe Black's on Saturday, a soft 2.30, 3 p.m. Central Standard. Azo, Mace, let's go, boys. It's let's here. We got our go. fucking live show. Let's go. We got the Gopher Sioux. Is there anything better? I mean, I can't wait. I had to stay in all weekend, stay off the piss, because I'm trying to, you know, shadow box my way into a mental state where I can have 35 drinks a day. Let's fucking go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm t- I was I was I was debating, you know, I'm I'm thinking like, what am I gonna do? You know, we're I'm picking you up Thursday, you know, am I gonna have a couple then? Am I gonna be sober Friday so I can be fucking you know, lights out on Saturday, or do I just be a fucking professional? You know, don't, if you can't go back to back, you can't trust a guy. You can trust me. It's a tale. I can go back to back. It's a tale's oldest time. You cannot trust the guy that can't go back to back. And there's 
there's guys that can go back to back and there's foxhole guys that can put together the three and three. So I don't know. I would like to maybe stay somewhat sober on that Thursday, just kind of leading into it because we got a full slate of things of, you know, it's a work trip boys, you know, let's call it, let's call a spade a spade here. We got a lot of things on the docket on Friday, lined up Saturday live show. So I cannot wait to get up there and see you guys. It's going to be awesome. Ozzy's picking me and the heat daddy up from the Fargo Hector international airport Thursday night. I'm sure we'll grab a little grand junction, maybe a little red pepper, red pepper going to be sponsoring the show as well over at Joe blacks fired up for that. Uh, men, if you don't have anything else, great snap and well, we'll see you Thursday. Let's have a fucking weekend. Yeah, baby. Let's fucking go folks. We're going to send it over to, the best writer, as far as I'm concerned, in all of college hockey, the UND insider and dear friend of the show, Brad Elliott Schlossman from the Grand Forks Herald, up next. Now, introducing... From the south side of Fargo, North Dakota. Clocking in at 160 pounds soaking wet and standing at a humble 5 feet 11 inches. This former 2004 UND graduate majored in journalism and minored in how to shotgun up here. The heartbeat of Sioux hockey and the best beat writer in all of D1 sports, nobody knows their team like this fella. Please welcome longtime friend of the show, Brad, the hockey encyclopedia, Schloss Let's go to the Live at Five podcast. Schloss, baby, how we doing? How's it going, guys? Thanks for the intro. Shaking and moving in Grand Forks. Obviously, the hockey season is starting up, but um, covering a little tennis tonight. What are you doing uh, getting ready for this UND season? Obviously, got the icebreaker in town this week with Army in Wisconsin. Is that kind of the kickoff? Obviously, Toba last weekend. Holy shit, what a beatdown that was. Yeah, I have uh, never seen that before. Uh, I also am not going to jump to too many conclusions from that because that was – that was the weakest Manitoba team I have seen in Wait. 19 years of doing this. I thought they were really slow. Like yeah, first well, five minutes in, I was like, they are just skating around them anytime they want. This is going to get ugly. What was going on there? Because usually, you know, backing it up to when we would play Manitoba, mm-hmm. like it was a competitive game. I mean, yeah. they, were, they, they be, were good. Yeah, it'd be pretty even for the first couple of periods. And then maybe it would open up a little bit because, you know, they'd slow down or kind of blow their load early. But I mean, that game, like, what did those guys do the night before? Were they in Winnipeg <laughs> at Earls on Main having twisted tees and Kokadis tell failure? Like, what was going on there? That's, uh, you know, I I don't know. Their, their longtime coach, the guy who you guys always saw, he, he retired last year. I don't know if it was a situation where he retired and, and that was uh, – a problem for them if he saw this coming or what but like oof that i mean they were they were not fast yeah i mean what yeah. were the shots wasn't it like 60 to 7 or something insane? yeah it was they, they it had was less 20... shots we had goals yeah yeah they had uh, j- yeah they had six shots and you and he had 10 goals um <laughs> 
<laughs> that's you know, insane. Yeah, but, and they're they're not playing them next year. Next year in the preseason exhibition, uh, they passed a new rule the right after the COVID season because the teams couldn't cross the border. They started allowing to play NCAA teams in exhibition, and then that went through permanently. And so they're actually going to play Augustana next year in an exhibition. So uh, that should wow. be a fun one. Is that the first? How, how long have how long has UND been playing Manitoba for that exhibition game? It's gonna uh, be. I mean, we're talking early two thousands, probably maybe right. late nineties. I I'm trying to remember. Did, I think they played Manitoba in the last game in the Ralph. Uh, if I remember correctly, old they, the old Ralph. I, that was the very last game in the old Ralph because they played the exhibition over there and then they started in the new Ralph. Um, every UND fan there will remember Andy Schneider uh, getting in a fight in that game, which meant he got suspended for the first game at the new Ralph and he was unable to play in, in the opener at the new Ralph. But yeah. That um, sounds like classic Schneids. <laughs> Vintage Schneids. Yeah. But no, Brad, uh, you know, obviously, Schloss, we appreciate you coming on. And, you know, kind of what we wanted to talk about was next weekend. The fellas over here at Live and Five are going to be up at UND. Boots on the ground, as I would say, taking in that UND Sioux versus Gopher weekend. But before we kind of get into that and get into the rivalry, you know, all that jazz of memories over the years between, you know, probably the best rivalry in all of college hockey, as far as I'm concerned. What's the team looking like this year? What's the makeup of the team? We had Jake Schmaltz on a couple weeks. You know, obviously a player is any time of that year, especially now, everyone's feeling good about their team. They're feeling good about the new, you know, good about the new guys on the squad, even the transfers. So what are the legitimate expectations for this team this year? Because last year, man, like if I'm being honest, it was it was horseshit. You know, it's just kind of it was it just seemed like they were off all year. Not really a team. Is there you know, was that a big emphasis going into the year in terms of adding some other bodies, bringing in some you know better recruits? How are the boys looking so far? Yeah, I, I think they're adding a really good class of recruits. And there, there's another one coming next year as well. You can kind of see some of these classes line up as they're in junior hockey. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, Jaden Perron is the guy who everyone is going to be talking about by the end of the year. He's just a a special player. Um, you know, he's, he sees it different. You know, he, he sees plays that other guys don't, he scored three really pretty goals in the exhibition game. And he's actually a better passer than he is shooter. Uh, he thinks the game at a high level. He's, he's just going to be a really, really good college hockey player. Uh, he ended up going in the end of the third round to Carolina. I think that's a steal. I think he's first round type player and they got him there. So uh, Jackson Blake's another guy who sees the ice and is really smart and really skilled. And they've, they're very similar players in a lot of ways. They've got them on different lines right now. And so essentially for fans that saw Jackson Blake last year, they're going to have two of them on the ice uh, this season. And so, you know, 60% of the game, you're going to either have Blake um, or uh, Jaden Perron out there. And, you know, one of them is going to be feeding Reese Gaber, who's a pretty good goal scorer as well. So they've got tons of firepower up front on D uh, for the first time. UND Sports Info researched this. They could not find another time in college hockey history where a team had zero returning defensemen. So they're all new. Um, 
The coach is new too back there with Simmer. The coach is new. Dylan yeah. Simpson's back there. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think that necessarily means it can, it's going to be a bad thing. I, I think they've they got some good players out of the transfer portal. Right. Garrett Pike was a captain of Alaska, and they were within a game of making the NCAA tournament last year, being a, a great story. Keaton Pearson is uh, the last three years at Michigan. His D partners were Hughes, Owen Power, and Cam York. So uh, they had a pretty good role. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, the the other one, Logan Britt, came from Sacred Heart. And before that, he was at Quinnipiac for two years. I think he's kind of going to be the surprise a little bit. I think people see, oh, he's from Sacred Heart. He played at Atlantic. I don't know if he's going to be. He he can play. He's going to play every game, I think. Is Um, that Livia Livia Nage? Livinovich is a great skater. Livinovich. yeah, uh, Phoenix guy. Yeah, that's Johnny Walker, Johnny Puck's half brother, yes. I believe. So it he's is. got, uh, you know, if he's maybe he's on that same program, the old Van Wilder, he might stay for six or seven years <laughs> up at UND. So that would be nice having a guy like that around. He's a pretty <laughs> good little player, though. No? What's that? He's a pretty good little player, right? Good he is. He, he's got. Uh, he's a great skater. Um, I, you know, he grew up going to the same skating coach as Austin Matthews uh, yeah. in in Phoenix. He's he has a lot of skill. He's a guy that can jump into play and make things happen. And I think like, as he gets older, he's going to become more and more uh, dominant and electric to, you know, from is the back. A, you know, is, is he a guy Schloss that can step in and run power play one right away? Or is he kind of like a kid, like, you know, Brent Johnson, where he just can't play the defensive side. He's a little bit weaker and ultimately can't really get to that offensive side. Is this a kid that can, you know, play a little bit heavier, you know, work his way into a four or five, six defenseman, but also play on the first power play and, you know, and add those, you know, key minutes or, you know, situations to UND's blue line. Yeah, I think that's spot on. You know, they're starting with Garrett Pike on the first unit, but they are okay. having Livanovich run the second unit. And that, that's a pretty big role for a freshman. Um, he, he is a smaller guy at like 5'10", maybe, or 5'11". Yep. But one thing that stood out to me in watching him is he competes. He's, um, you know, he might not be at Troy Stetcher level of competitiveness. Right. But, you know, he's he will go into corners. He will go to the top of the crease. Like, um, you know, there, there are times I see him in practice with, you know, uh, Jackson Blake going one-on-one with him and he just uh, he will he can defend him and if right. you can defend Jackson Blake you have some good attributes I, I I just I think his competitiveness is you know um defend in the defensive zone is is higher than where Brent Johnson's was and I think that's, that's why all he, that's all that's all the defense is is his competitiveness yeah. pretty much I mean you know, it's the best defenders. They just want the puck back because they're fucking competitive. Like that's, yeah. that's a lot of it. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you're lacking that, which some players are, I think, you know, yeah. that's where you, that's where people are like, well, he's not good defensively. Well, he's, he's just lacking a little compete probably. I've talked to guys who have played with them um, and, and coached them. And they said, that's what kind of surprised them they, uh, about him. They, they knew he was uh good skater and offensive guy. And then when they really dug into his game, they're like, this kid actually is, uh, he competes. Yeah. And he's, he's more than just a offensive skill guy. So. Schloss, Schloss, you were talking about Jaden Perron, like and you're saying, you know, obviously just watching him in Manitoba, you've watched a ton of really good players. 
how early on can you tell, you know, this guy's going to be special? <laughs> For him, I, so two years ago, he was playing at Chicago, and he was playing with Blake and Livinovich, and they had a bunch of them. So I would watch Chicago because I could watch four UND recruits at once. And two years ago, I was uh, texting friends like, this kid is is different. I could tell with him right away that I, I knew how old he was and I could see him play. And it was, I was no doubt that him and Blake I, I, play. I remember watching the kid, uh, Madison Capitals play them last year because oh, Trey was playing on the team. And right. um, yeah, no, I, I, I watched him. I'm like, this is just a classic case. Like obviously he wasn't ranked first round, but I was watching him. I'm like, I mean, he's a first rounder. He's just, he's too small to be drafted first round. Yeah. What I it, thought. There, there's, so, there's some guys like you just, if you watch him enough, like I don't need, I didn't need to know what round he went in to know he's a good player. And you were tweeting the same thing. Like there, there were some fans, fans that were, I saw you just posted that, that some fans were tweeting at you and saying, uh, why don't they have as many high end recruits? And they're watching draft rankings. Yeah. But if you watch the exactly. kid play, I, I don't need to see where an NHL team is. He's He's as high end as I saw. Yeah, I mean, even that, even that play against Manitoba, I believe, is in the second period on the power play when it went, it went from the goal line on the left side up to the defenseman, and they moved it over to the right flank to him. And the way he made that quick little move to get that shot off, I was like, "Fuck, those are National League paws right there." Like, I even I was sitting at dinner with my dad. I'm like, "Fuck, look (laughs) at this Peron kid. Look, he's he's massaging that rock like it's a piece of way goo. Like he that was silky." Yeah. You know, like that's something like David yeah. Perron. I mean, they're not related, but something yeah. like he would kind of pull, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. a little quick head fake stick work and then kind of a little, t- you know, shoots it off the toe a little bit, but underneath the stick and kind of pulls mm-hmm. it in. I mean, I was like, wow, like that move, no matter if, you know, they're playing the the hungover Manitoba Bison right now, if they're playing BU, like that move is working in the college level. Like that's a pro yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's just so smart and he's, yeah, he's, he's really skilled. The kid never leaves the ice, by the way. Like if yeah. you go over there in the afternoon, probably going to be on the ice sitting there. Uh, oh. he, he's just as a rink rat, loves it. So, Slosh, how's our you know how's our goaltending situation? You know, that's a big thing. We get this kid. I forget his name. I believe he's a Swedish fella yep. over from Miami of Ohio, as I like to say. They have a couple options, you know, in house with Caleb Johnson, aka Cheddar Bob. But who, you know, clearly the kid from Miami is going to be the mm-hmm. starter. Can he make those timely saves? You know, is he yeah. is he comparable to a guy that you know, you know, over the years UND's won with, or is that still a question mark leading into the season? Because last year, man, like I just thought every time they needed a save, you know, they weren't getting that for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, I I, I, want, I can't remember what goalie it was that you know was telling me uh, every goaltender in the world is going to have a bad game one in ten. It just can't be one in three. Right. And, and, and I felt there were too many of those bad games mixed in last year. Um, it, I'm going to have to wait and watch him. I have to watch a guy play like five games to get a good feel of them. There are times like I came, I, I watched fall practices and I came back and I was confident in who was the guy and I was super wrong and couldn't have been more wrong. So I decided I'm no longer going to watch practice and try to project who the guy is. I need to watch game action. Um, unfortunately, um, for us who want to see the goaltender, uh, the Manitoba game did not help us. Uh, no, he, right. faced, 
three shots yeah, you're, in you're not getting a whole lot of looks there you got more shots <laughs> yeah. than warm-ups yeah blacks you're so you're so right about the the practice thing though schloss like perfect example cam johnson <laughs> nothing against camera he was not the most stellar goalie in in practice it was like all right like even like a little bit clark saunders too jordo yeah, and, he was uh, using even, hung you know. though. Shout out Sandy. Yeah, yeah he, he was a guy who slosh. So on Tuesdays, although some of the fellas would get together and they go to Judy's, you know, a local spot there on on 20th Street. And, and uh what's what's a crossroad there? Is it 20th and Demers? 20th No, and that's Demers. uh Gateway. 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 So 20th yeah, and Gateway like there, Judy's obviously a local spot. Everyone knows it in town, but Saunders would always go you know, just get pickled at Judy's, play a couple touch tunes, maybe a little foosball. And he would go get to practice on Wednesday and he would announce it. We do, you know, the horseshoe drill to warm up, whatever it was. And, you know, you just kind of get loose. You're firing BBs. You're feeling good, getting your mitts going, warming the goalies up. And he would always look at us and be like, boys, don't shoot it on the fucking ice because I'm not going down today. So that was like his Wednesday thing where he would never go down. I remember just throwing like this ice burners at him, Ozzo, and just every he literally would not From go Bible. down. It was the funniest thing ever. We just beat him on the ice every single time. Just keep him on the river and he's just on the river. Chuck, chucking his stick at you as you're oh, skating by. So funny, man. And he would be so pissed. He'd fire and BBs at guys in the corners when we're doing the horseshoe drill. Like yeah. so pissed off. It's like, man, oh, yeah. you gotta at least drop down to the butterfly. It's like so you can't good. let this floor cheese beat you. <laughs> one of the one of the best ones was one of the not about Saunders, but one of the best practice goalies was like uh, Matt Harinkiu. So the he's puppy. our third string goal. He's our third string goalie. Puppy's yes. our third string goalie. And, you know, in practice, he, he wasn't, again, he wasn't like the, the best goaltender we had on the ice. And, you know, he played those 10 games for a Schloss and I don't think he lost a game yeah. or I think he lost yeah. the last one, but he was good back there. It wasn't like yeah. we were like, yeah. it wasn't like we were just dominating. Like he was, he was good. Yeah, no, he, he was. Yeah. That's what just gamers. Yeah, and and I think that's something too. The the other thing I thought uh, Cam had just kind of a, a laid backness to him, like yeah. he was, yeah, like he he could give up a goal and it wouldn't derail his game. Um, and, and I think there's some sure. of that to Ludwig Person. I think he's he's uh, he's got to have a. I even asked him like the last year he got one win after January 1st. And in order to get that win, he had to stop 50 of 51. Like imagine the mentality as a goalie going in every night, knowing you are probably going to have to stop 99% of pucks you face to have a chance to win. That's a lot um, of rubber fella. Yeah. That's and a it, lot of rubber. it felt like on yeah. Saturday when he saw three pucks in 30 minutes, like that had to be like foreign territory. Yeah. His teammates scoring for him. Like, for sure. I mean that Look, he's I like to hear that though. I, I I didn't think about that aspect and I think that's why you know fucking Alex Lyon got so good playing for Lake of the Woods in high school cuz he took you know yeah. 70 shots a game like I like that. I like hearing that cuz obviously that kid's fucking better at hockey now cuz he's soft how many shots last year. He Just he did say up. I asked him how hard it was mentally like going you know coming back day after day after losing and facing so many shots and the team didn't really score a lot for him. And he said something along the lines of uh, he's gratefully went through it. He said he thinks he's mentally he's a different person and he thinks he grew a lot. And he said it was hard at the time, but he said, looking back on it, I'm glad I went through it. Absolutely. And I just think any time a goalie can see that amount of biskies, man, like you either got to <laughs> run from it or you got to embrace it. So yeah. 
good to see that kid. Uh, yeah, hopefully he does well. You're always rooting for a you know a good netminder to come through the ranks at UND, especially uh, you know a Swedish kid. So just throwing it over to the other side though, Schloss. You know, part of our Minnesota and you know Gopher Sioux preview. What are we thinking on the Minnesota side? You know, I, I haven't done a whole lot of research on their program. Obviously, last year they were a great team. They lose guys like Cooley, Faber, uh, Matty Nyes, and even that. I thought that Johnson was a really good defenseman drafted by Buffalo. But what what's the overall state of the Union over with Bob Motzko and the Gophers? Are they a legitimate contender again? Is this going to be, you know, a, a pretty even match series? What are we thinking for, uh, you know, two weeks here up in uh, in, in Forks? Yeah, I think up front, you know, they're not going to have as dominant of a line as they had with Cooley Nyes and uh, Snuggerud last year. But they, they might be deeper. I, I think they have really? tons of depth up front. Yeah, I, I really like their bottom did lines. Any, did they get any transfers or is any freshmen or are they just, they, just they, older they, and a little better? Older, older more. Yeah, they got they brought in a couple freshmen, and I think some of the guys who were playing on those lower lines at the end of last year really started playing well, mm-hmm. and I, I think they're gonna they're due for a jump. They're, the big question for them is on D. Like, um, you know, they, they lost Faber, Lacombe. I thought was really good for them. They yeah, lost Johnson, as too. you men- mentioned. Um, those you guys know, are it, the backbone of that team. Exactly. And it was kind of like the, the, the 2016 team, like they, of course, Besser, Kajula and, and Schmaltz were dominant up front. Uh, but, you know, they always had the puck because, you know, the, yeah. the decor, you had a loaded veteran D that would break out the puck easily. And uh, it was always in the offensive zone. So they, that helped them out. And I, I, Minnesota's got talented players on D, but they're young. Like right. I, it's, we'll, I don't know where they're going to be at. Uh, and just even UND being a little heavier going into this year, I think, especially yes. up front, man, it's going to be awesome. The, the palace of pain, as I like to call it, <laughs> is going to be rocking. I just hope, you know, at least we get one, at least on Saturday, I'm trying to stop by the pita pit after and see the fellas, but is this a series that, you know, UND can take? Is it, is it pretty evenly matched? Like if you were in Vegas right now, yeah. drawn it up, is, is UND the favorite or is it, you know, leaning towards a split? How are these programs kind of stacked up? I know it's early in the year, but this is a pretty uh, even matchup. I think it is. Um, that, that's with, without seeing both teams. I, I think it's super even, uh, and sometimes it feels like these teams find a way to play down to the wire games, even if they're not, I guess they're there not, was that yeah. one year, a couple of years ago where UND went into Mariucci and put nine up. Yeah. But um, You're a right. lot of times it feels like they just find a way to play these down to the wire. Great games that come, you know, last year we they had, played twice, both went to overtime. You know, We had no business playing with those guys with how good their team was. The Gophers yeah. last year, that, that team yeah, was a wagon. They yeah, were and, a wagon. They and were and a UND was, wagon. UND was, what, 70 seconds from sweeping? Yes. Oh, yeah. They were up a goal late on Friday. Yeah, they were. Uh, ended up giving up, uh, was an extra attacker, and then they scored in um, overtime, and then UND ended up winning uh, in that crazy game Saturday. That Yeah, that, that Saturday the, game. The stick over the glass. 
Who's Pitlick. Really he's over? on the teams. Yeah. Pitlick. He's on the yeah, team. Yeah, was Pitlick. Player. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. oh my god, Jesus! And then Jackson Blake did it later in the year against CC. It's like, fella, come on, did we save that one? Eh? Like, we're playing at we're playing at World Arena here, right? Like, or are they at are they at the new barn now? They were at the, at the new barn. Okay, yeah. yeah so, he he like, came oh, out of man. the locker room after that game pretty sheepish and said the guys were absolutely giving it to him in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> as as they should, man. So no slots. I mean, just. You know this rivalry better than anyone. I mean, you've been a Sioux fan your whole life. Like I said at the intro, you're an encyclopedia, especially of UND hockey. And just kind of rattling off some stats here. Mini leads the, you know, the lifetime or, you know, whatever series, 144 to 136 and 16. So it's fairly even there. Dates back to 1948, I believe, even as early as the 1930s before UND was a varsity sport. Eight titles, you know, to their five. Frozen four appearances are pretty much the same. Deadlock, 23 for Minnesota, 22 for UND. All-Americans, 80 for UND as opposed to 67 for Minnesota. Minnesota edging us out on Hobie Baker's 4-2. to two. But what is, like, you know, some of your favorite memories from this rivalry? You know, dating back to a game I look at, you know, in most recent time, was that game we lost in Philly with 0.6 seconds. Even the timeout game in St. Paul as a part of the old WCHA Red Baron Final Five where Dave Haxtell famously called timeout down 3 nothing, and the boys rattled off six in a row. Like, What are some of the games that even maybe you were growing up watching or have called or been a part of? Like, What are some of those games that really stick out in this rivalry to you? You know, the, the timeout one always comes to mind early just because that was one of the uh, most shocking turnarounds of a hockey game I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I've covered a lot of games, but I, I mean, 20 or 35 minutes into that game, it wasn't even close. Like shots they were, were dead. Oh, they were dead. Yeah. The, the one it was thing a people, blowout. Yeah. The, the one thing people forget about that game is Aaron Dell was incredible. It was 3-0. If Dell wasn't playing out of his mind, it would have been 6-0. Like, he he, he was just phenomenal. Schloss, wasn't – who was, like – what was that lineup, too? There was, like, how many – was it 10 forwards or 11 forwards and 7-D or something? It was just, like, a well, mixed bag of, like, Jim Sankbile and yeah. Connor Gorder as a freshman, Steph Pat, like yeah. – like our, it wasn't. Didn't that's, they only have three lines going that night or yeah, something? Like ten forwards. That, that's part of that's part of what makes it memorable. Is that team was down to they they didn't have enough guys to fill out the lineup the last month of the year, so they were down to seventeen guys. And on top of it, of the seventeen, if you look at the key guys they lost, I mean, like Brendan O'Donnell was out for the year, Colton St. Clair out for the year, I think Grimaldi out for the year. Yep. Um, like Jumanji, they, they had some their key players. So not only were they down, they had, you know, walk-ons you kind of project as guys who don't play early in their career. And then maybe as a junior or senior, they start uh, playing a lot. Right. Right. Um, they yeah, had, they fill, they fill a nice bottom six role as they get older and, you know, yeah. mature and get in yeah. the weight room. Yeah. They had like freshmen have a few walk-ons beers. playing, like huge roles and like half half of their forwards were walk-ons defensemen or in <laughs> one case it was a walk-on defenseman jim Sinkbile. right um <laughs> and who you know 
at times struggled to stay on his feet so much that they the team created nicknames for him. Oh my god! Yeah, he had, he had the full on he had the full on rollerblades on the ice out there. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Uh, they had like I mean Gleason was playing forward. Uh, I mean Gorder and Pat were playing way more than you know Hack could have ever dreamed like of. Second at this line here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. second line. <laughs> they had like Brock Nelson double shifting on Jim's line. McMillan sometimes would double shift. He would play center on one line and wing on that line and it was just like a hodgepodge and when that game started you're like okay it it caught up to them like they are nothing's going and then they they pot the one at the end of the third period and it's three to one and you're just wondering you know are they going to make the score look respectable tonight right and then all of a sudden they score to go three to two and then you're thinking man it's uh this is strangely a one goal game and before you even can get done thinking that, Nelson does the one where he bats it out of the air, settles it down, and picks the corner, and yes. it's tied. And you're like, right. oh, my gosh, like this game, UND has not been in it at all, and in like five minutes it's tied. Um, and then the, the game-winning goal, you know, was Steph Patton goes and wins a battle, throws it out in front. Like Lamaru's got like yeah, I was three guys around him, and of course he finds it and it goes in. Um, then they come down and, uh, you know, Corbin Knight tips the one in and, uh, you know, everyone's still tight. You talk to Mark Poolman about that one to this day, <clears throat> Corbin Knight never celebrated a goal like ever. And he gets down on one knee and gives a fist pump. And the whole oh. team was like, <sighs> he went heavy pumpernickel. Yeah. No, like yeah, nobody could believe play. it. Like this kid never celebrated ever. And, but yeah. like he, the emotions like just overcame him that night. Um, and that was like something to see. It was Corbin celebrating on one knee. Yeah. <laughs> For that sure. Is, that is good shit. Yeah. Schloss, do you think, do you think if you're a gopher fan, we're sitting here as gopher fans right now, one of our favorite memories. I mean, where does the fucking Philadelphia point six game land? on best memories as a gopher fan. I mean, for us, obviously, I mean, where's that land on worst memories against the gophers? It it might be fucking number one. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I would be curious to like interview some gopher fans about that. Like it it has to be right up there. Right. Shosh, Um, do you remember, do you remember that play, how that game winner started where I blocked the shot and it went right back to him and it went in the slot and they just threw it on the ice, Justin Hall, and they score with mm -hmm. 0.6 seconds. And then as like, I was skating like I couldn't believe what happened, and like Kyle Rao was in like in my kitchen, like chirping me. Like I still got a sucker punch that guy from that play. Like it still drives me insane how I didn't do something <laughs> in that moment. But I was such an awe that we had just lost yeah. that game. It was crazy that bounce. I couldn't. I didn't believe like, it. I didn't. I, I didn't even believe it. it. Yeah. So go. Yeah. Sorry, Sauce. Go back to your well, point. I mean, there was there, there is a play right before that where. Patton tipped one out front that kind of got under the goalie's arm. Yes, Wilcox. and I don't. I couldn't believe that one didn't. I thought that was in when he when he hit that. I don't know yeah. if where, where he caught in his jersey or whatever, but uh, I mean it was that close to Patton scoring the winner in that one on on that tip play. Um, but yeah, you know, like there's the is it uh, obviously it's right up there beating North Dakota in the Frozen Four in a dramatic goal, but then two nights later they they lost to union. I mean, I, I think if they win that game, that's easily yeah. number one, right? 
Yeah, um, that's true. It, it's kind of like the, you know Nick's goal against Denver. Uh, yeah. That that yeah. goal might not be as legendary if Quinnipiac beats North Dakota the next two nights later, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. After after North Dakota goes and wins it all, everyone looks back at the Nick goal, and that becomes even more. It's of probably a, bigger. It's probably bigger than any goal that was scored in the championship game. Yeah, I think if you asked U and D fans about goals in that Frozen Four. I think that's the one that everyone's going to remember. Um, yeah. And Schloss, going back to that 2014 in Philly, and like, do you remember our team wasn't that good that year? But that yeah. game, yeah. that game, we played unbelievable. Yeah. Like, there's no. no way we should have lost that game. No, that, oh. that, that it was team... the first game we shouldn't have lost. Yeah, it was I insane. Thought. Like we, we should have, we should have got, we should have got beat by Ferris by yes. fucking six yes. goals. Yes, yes, 100%. you guys got outplayed badly by Ferris and Zane. Zane led in a, a bad one to start, and then he absolutely locked it down after that. Yes, he he played sensational in that game. Yeah, Ferris played great that night. Yeah, um, <laughs> Dane Jackson always tells a story about that double OT. It's actually of myself. Ozzy, did you were you in that game or were you you were you were no, playing? No, no, was, no, you weren't. You I guys was in were the stands. You guys Thump, were rotating. Thump, like, was in, Thump was in for me. Okay, I was gonna say because yeah, you guys yeah. were doing a rotation like every other game, and that game goes to double OT slots. And I just remember vividly, you know, a shift in the first overtime when you switch the benches, right? So it's you're on the opposing side. You got the long shift change, and for whatever reason, like I mean, there were shifts out there slots where like. It was like two and a half minutes. Then you go over the boards and they just, it was, it was like a half court offense. They were running on us. Yeah. So they just shove it down our throat. And then 40 seconds in the zone, we flip it out. And then it would be another 40 seconds. <laughs> and I finally got, you know, a puck off the wall. I made a play to our, one of our forwards. I believe it was Brendan O'Donnell. And, he, you know, he's kind of trying to gain the red line to get in. And at this point I had been in, you know, on the ice for at least two minutes. And he decides to like either toe drag or try to make a play right before the red line. And again, shoved down our throat. I finally get off the ice and I go down to the Ford and I go, you look, you motherfuckers, get the fucking puck in. I'm going to come down there and beat the shit out of you. And I was like mid play talking to my teammates like that. And Dane Jackson always tells a story when I need you know, the Sioux guys are together, yeah, especially our yeah. group. And we just die laughing. But I mean, dude, we were sucking wind. Schloss. That yeah. whole game. Like I needed yeah. an oxygen tank, maybe a cigarette, something else to even bring me back to life after that game because we got absolutely steamrolled. Yeah, that was one of the big upset. Or I don't know, upsets the right word, but big. Uh, you stole that one for yeah. sure. Like they were, they were really good at. There, there might have been a couple shifts before the goal where I started thinking, okay, they're starting to turn it a little bit like they're yeah. they have some momentum going here they have it in the offensive zone um yeah there, there's a lot of things i remember from that but that, that whole that whole game was in our zone and oh, yeah, it yeah. was yeah before before, before, the game, before the game matt Hirinki was so worried about about this game obviously we want us to win go to frozen four and rink is so puppy's so worried so me and murph are obviously like rink we're fucking North Dakota. We're playing Ferris. Fucking, <laughs> we're gonna blow these guys out. And Rink's like getting pissed at us. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, they're a good team. Like, this is gonna be a tough game. And we're like, this is gonna be the easiest game of the year for us. Just trolling him, and he he actually sat like five seats away from us the whole game because he was so pissed at us. And it turns out like he's obviously looking over at us, like, see, because we're just getting fucking. <laughs> <laughs> We're like what? We got fucking under wraps. 
so cocky, just throwing Billy oh, guarantee on it, you know. They, Billy they were. Name on it, just guaranteeing it. And then yeah, the, and then, fellas, start writing the article. This one's wrapped up. Yeah. And then it was the opposite for the Minnesota yeah. game, though. They they were way better than us, and we completely fucking took it to them all yeah. game. Should have won. Yeah. yeah. The, the Ferris, I remember Vegas actually had Ferris as favorites over you guys. Wow. That Vegas did have the Ferris. The book always knows. The book I, I, always the, knows. The, the, the Vegas knows. I mean, we weren't any good that year. We, I mean, we were just a. You guys I came on just at the end. We were just a band of beauties off the ice. I think we were so close it just bled onto the ice, yeah. and we were able to yeah. scrap something out of nothing. I mean, we barely made the tournament, and all of a sudden, you know, caught fire. Um, but that was a great year. Slash, so I, you know, before we kind of get into some other questions, staying on this topic in terms of the Gophers and the Sioux, like, you know, you were a guy there at a pretty good heyday of North Dakota hockey. You know. Dean Blaze just finishing up, Dave Haxtell coming in, the likes of Oshi, Parisi, Matt Green, you know, Chris Porter, Ryland Kipe. Who are some of these old school beauties, you know, that fans are, you know, maybe don't know a ton about, especially kids that are younger than our age, that were just, you know, true Sioux warriors, I'd like to call. Like, I saw a clip the other day, and I think Ozzy tweeted out or maybe quote tweeted, it was, Mike Perpich just beating the bag off of some guy on, you know, Duluth Bulldogs, or even a guy like Ryland Kipe. Like, just these guys Locking that were the nails that are, are such a dying breed. Like, who are some of these guys that you just miss watching? Because, like, a guy like Mike Perpich, Radke? Kyle Radke, Radke? Like, that guy's oh, a psycho. These guys were criminals on the ice. And to me, that was like what Sioux hockey was. <laughs> oh, like, man. These, guys these are insane. These are some fun, good names you're bringing up. Um, yeah, Radke. Uh, I, I remember the, the guys would always uh, laugh because, you know, Pooley's got everyone lifting and like everyone has the same body types and rag. He didn't rag. He wanted the beach bod. He wanted that. He would just to get j- as Jack. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So he, he oh, was yeah. lifting like everyone you else. You wanted um, the spring fest body in January. He wanted, he, yes, he did. <laughs> uh, so I, I always laughed at that. Um, you know, Perpic, you know, some of the longtime fans will always remember. Perpic, like when goalies got hot, he to rattle them, he would always go drink out of their water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would get well, so man. mad. Um, that was what, you know, if, if you were to ask, like, you know, I know Dave Haxtell would have this answer too about like one of the most underrated guys that was just a tough, good, all around at everything and leader the guy he would mention probably in his tenure would be rory mcmahon he was remember i don't even remember that name no was he a d or a forward he was a four he was a center okay he was was a 200 foot center he was one of those guys who uh was a, a big time leader and he just Never got a lot of notoriety, but I bet if you ask Dave Hoxtall about Rory McMahon, what, what line was he playing on in Schloss? Like what years too? He 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 would have been on that two thousand five Frozen Four team that okay. went and played in Columbus, and yeah. that that team. Speaking of teams that should have won it all, uh, that team was struggling, and for whatever happened in like February, they just started clicking, and they became. Uh, they were just rolling teams by the end of the year. They they went out to Worcester for the regional and pl- had to play BU and BC back-to-back and just steamrolled both of them. They beat the Gophers in the Frozen Four. Um, 
the, you know, their fourth line was rolling. Eric Fabian, I think, had one goal in the regular season, and then he goes yeah. and scores two against the Gophers in the Frozen Four. The um, and then they went and outshot Denver like 43 to 21 in the final and lost. Yeah, um, I remember that game. I actually remember watching that game at an airport somewhere. Slush, who do you think the biggest menace to ever come through the UND hockey program? Is it a guy like Joe Finley throwing lawnmowers all over the place? Like, yeah, I mean, There's been some characters over yeah. the years, man. It's just uh, even, you know, Crispy Toes Christo going across Ray Richards and having to get airlifted. <laughs> like, there's been some just beauties that come through UND, you know. Maybe not the smartest guys, but, hey, it's not exactly the Ivy League of the West, but just some true beauties that come to mind in terms of, you know, guys that you've watched over the years. Well, this precedes me. So I never saw these guys, but ask anyone about Howard Walker and Dean decision. Okay. And they, they were from the early eighties. And if you ask anyone about Howard Walker, you know, he had the big handlebar mustaches. He was playing curly um, hair. Yeah. He had the hair. Yeah. He, uh, you know, I, I can't remember some of the stories I, I heard about him, but he was, um, you know, there's one time I, I think he uh, told Neil Broughton, if he ever comes out of the corner with the puck again, he'll murder him on the ice. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, he's just, he was, uh, those, those two are guys that, um, yeah, you know, that's, ask that's anyone from sure. that era, bring up Howard Walker and Dean decision and just see their reactions. Um, I mean, you gotta, sure. I mean, you gotta bring up like, I mean, guys like even like John Marks and Dean Blaze almost yeah. fall under that category. Like yeah, Terry Eads, like obviously they're unbelievable coaches, but those guys were fucking nut jobs at the same time. <laughs> it was a, it was a different era back then, and the they stories still are. You hear are uh, oh yeah, are something else. Yeah, you, you see was... Blazer at a you know any sort of golf function for UND. He's you know he's definitely not having a bad time per se, you know, he's, <laughs> no. he's still getting after it. Give me the green or I'm running the red type mentality, you know, for sure. Still with Dino, but Schloss kind of getting into, you know, some different questions, getting out of the rivalry a little bit. Rumor has it, you know, Oxford, Ohio, Miami of Ohio is one of your favorite spots in terms of road trips, especially in conference. And it is believed to, uh, you're not scared to floor it one of the nights there, you know, being a part of, you know, the local community, getting in there, maybe having a couple of beers. So would that be your favorite road trip spot in terms of, you know, where the guys go or what's you, what, what kind of trips or cities do you look forward to, um, you know, when you're circling the calendar at the start of the year? Is that number one, brother? The the best night of the season is not the Frozen Four Final Five. It is Thursday night in Oxford. That is, that is the best night of the college. Thursday Oxford. night in Oxford. Brad Elliott has the high steppers on, and he's having a couple Chardonnays. Yeah, it's you... the best night of the season for the scratches in Oxford too. Yeah, Just ask Colton Sanderson. No, it's uh, it's a it's a great uh, city. They got the for those that have never been there. There's like a brick street right downtown. It's uh got all sorts of great restaurants and bars down there and uh i think all of them are you know a hundred percent like you you can't miss in oxford like it's just a uh a great destination uh that's that's the trip i look forward to on the schedule i i you know I've got a couple of the other NODAC guys that are have fallen in love with it too. Darren Looker, he started to come on the road with uh, radio. And, um, you know, the second the schedule comes out, we book our hotel room in Oxford that day. 
and every so often looker will text me how many days it is until we go to <laughs> Oxford. So uh, are, you, are you parlaying that with the skyline chili? Cause I know you love a good oh, Cincinnati chili. Absolutely. You know, that's the one two for you, bro. Skyline chili. The, the, they have this, uh, it's open till like two thirty or three in the morning too. They have like a window. You can't go in, but they have like a walk up window where you can just walk up and grab skyline and bring it back to the hotel, eat it on the way. Um, they've got insomnia cookies that's open till three. Like, so, uh, yeah. you're, you're living large in Oxford. Ozzy, we might have to oh, fly yeah. in for just a strictly a Thursday in Oxford. I don't even know you need to go to the matches. I just want to experience. I would a Thursday. love to. Yeah. I would love to. Live It'd in five, crew hits the road. We hit. We just yeah. We're doing a Thursday in Oxford. You guys staying for the two games? No, we're getting out of town. <laughs> Friday morning. <laughs> we're no Friday morning. Friday afternoon. Yeah, no Friday morning. What are you Friday doing? Friday afternoon. Going home. <laughs> oh, yeah. no that afternoon, not morning. Heading yeah. to where, where do you fly into Cincinnati? Heading to Cincinnati, fly out. Cincinnati or Dayton. I think when you guys were there, we were flying into Cincinnati. Now we're flying into Dayton. Uh, just whatever. Is that is further or closer? Same distance almost. Okay. I think there was one year uh, where we flew out of Cincinnati and it took forever for them to like do screening checks. And we were there for like two hours. And I think at that point, Swanee said, we're going to Dayton from here. So, right. um, yeah. And, and well, I mean, that's fun. why he's they pay him the big bucks, right? That's Patrice, right. you know, that's what the, he's a team service guy that's through and through. Oh, they, they've got a great, they've got a great bagel place there too in um, Oxford, and that's what Swanee gets for the players on the way home. I'm always like, man, that is a that's great unreal. decision. That, that is, is nice. Yeah, Schloss, brother, how's fun. the? Uh, How's the pickleball game? You know, are you mid-season form? Are you winding down that it's getting a little chillier? Or do we have an indoor facility we can snap it around in uh, the greater Grand Forks area? Because you do love the game of pickle, my friend. I do. It's uh, it's winding down right now. I haven't played for a while. Just too busy with work. Um, how's, how's that forehand, though? Is it, you know, you, is it top spinny or are you a backhand player? What's your game uh, like? Because we four, the forehands, I just just crush forehands. That's just, that's it. Don't 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 make me hit a backhand. Don't, no, you don't get that little cut on the backhand. Just all no, forehand, I, I do, right? but I don't. Nobody wants to hit that. Nobody wants to no, sit there and yeah. slice the ball. Like sawing it off. Oh my god, no. there's nothing better than a little drop. Oh, no, <laughs> dropping no, the no. kids off at the park. How are you no. doing? I want oh, I want to unload on every forehand I get. Yeah, you just want to piss on it, eh? Just fucking <laughs> down the line, painting yeah. corners, you know. Okay. The, the, the problem well, is we got some of these uh, uh, tennis former tennis players that are getting into it too. Like Jake Coolman played at uh, Red River, and then he went and played for University of Miami and, and UND, and he started playing now, and he's so good. It's just like I'm like I. Yeah. He started playing. Yeah. You know, I, I played against him one day and I was like, okay, the days that I can beat him aren't going to last long. So I better enjoy it. And then we were there like two weeks later and played. And I'm like, You're it's over. Cleaned up. Done. Never again. Plus, that, that Coolman was, was he the Grand Forks kid that played for like Florida State tennis or something? Yeah. Yeah. He played Is for it? the University of Miami. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Miami. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got skill. He's, I am just like, yeah. I Are you, are you he playing was, against him? He was him? really. Go ahead, Ozzy. He was really good at one time, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's he's good. He's he still is. Are you are you playing against any like the, the you know the current hockey guys in the summer? Hey, I'll meet you on the south end. The court's off a of thirty second. You know, are you are you playing 
And because I know you had a big series against Austin Poganski one year at Pro oh, yeah. Camp. I believe that went seven, uh, mind you. But no, you haven't been out there with any of the boys at all in the summer. No you one's know, called you out and said, hey, fella, fucking meet me here at five o'clock, you know. The, you know, sometimes I go out there and I, I saw them out there this summer. A lot of them yep. were playing quite a bit this summer. Um, if uh, if one of them wants, uh, if they can uh, get they their game dialed in and, yeah. and, and they want a shot like P- Pagansky got one, yeah. um, I'm I'm all game. Uh, okay. Zach Driscoll, uh, Zach Driscoll was really good. Um, I, I forgot, like one of the first times I played him, I hit a couple light balls to him and I'm like, I'm just going to unload on one. He's not going to have any idea that I can unload on the ball, catch him off guard. And he just easily blocked it back. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot. He's a goalie. Like he's used to <laughs> just blocking everything. Yeah. So he was really good. Uh, Jasper Weatherby was really good too. Um, those guys played quite a bit, but uh, you'll have, you have to play uh, my cousin, Jake Schmaltz. You'll see he's got a decent game. You'll have to, to see how it stacks up. Yeah, he's pretty good. They, you've been playing okay. a bunch this summer. So, all right. Next, next, next summer, we'll uh, we'll get it going. Yeah. So, Schloss, you know, what do, uh, you know, before we kind of wrap this thing up, Ozzy, I don't know if you have many more questions, but like where we meet next weekend, brother, is it is it Kelly's? Are we doing Bonzers? Like we're, where are we having a couple? Because, you know, you got to work on the clock, obviously. And, I don't think you're scared to play guilty, but you can't maybe go the full distance like we're going to do it. But where are we meeting to have one? Are we going to Kelly's? Where are we going, bro? Uh, Kelly's or Bonzers are both uh, <laughs> great, great choices. 100%. You might uh, you might have to stop by the, the local live show if you got time to swing in yeah. and maybe do a little cameo and get up on stage and, you know, <laughs> rather the troops or whatever, we can sing the fight song or sue, yeah, yeah, who knows? You know, ask you a couple questions. We'll have to get you up there. I, I'm, all, I'm all business. All business. <laughs> All right. Ozzy, do you have anything else for uh, our boy Schloss? No, that was good. Thanks for coming on, Schloss. Appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thanks for the yeah. chat. No, that was awesome, man. We'll have to run it back mid-season, maybe see how the boys were. But just appreciate you coming on as a part of the Sioux Gopher Weekend. Can't wait to get up there. We'll be at Joe Black's again. Uh, live show from there, 2.30, October 21st. That's the Saturday 2.30 or, you know, maybe whenever time we wake up. So we're going to figure that out. Slosh again, thank you. Folks, that was episode number seven. Fala, fella. Yeah.